0: Welcome to another episode of Them Asp Mergers. Hello! So it's... Oh, that was that an was, uh, upbeat for you, considering uh, I warned people last week that we would be doing this episode after Christmas. You and told me it was still Christmas. It is still Christmas. It is still Christmas. Yeah. But Christmas Day has gone now. Yes. As has Boxing Day. Yes. So that's... Uh, but the tree's still up. So the tree's you, still up. I've still got that. So all right, then maybe next episode... Yeah. We'll have to deal with... Uh, you.
1: No, I'm playing it cool this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh So, what's been going on? Actually, gonna say, what's been going on with you? You actually have been off all week anyway. Yeah. You only went to work on one day after we recorded the last one, which was, no, yeah, Christmas Eve?
1: No, I went to work on the Monday oh, and right. then Jeez. Christmas Eve morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So we haven't really been up to much. It's been pretty straightforward. Me and you have had the standard... Um, well, like, I don't know if it's the same for everybody else because I think uh, I haven't really looked at it. Like, I looked on um, Facebook and my social media feed about certain things for um, Christmas. But for me, the most things that come up is I get a lot of, like... Because I follow a lot of vegan pages. Yeah, I get a lot of vegans talking about going to houses of their family and you know they're the only vegan there and they're going for christmas dinner and that kind of thing yeah so i saw a lot of that but i haven't really seen much it's it's weird i would say there's been like a quietness of people that are on the spectrum talking about christmas because obviously christmas is a time when everybody gets together yeah um and i'm not sure how it works for those uh, on the spectrum because so obviously it's not like you're meeting up with strangers you're meeting up with Family, uh, I mean, I know usually at Christmas you see sometimes loads of family members that you've not seen in a long time, generally, like regular people that you only see once a year when it's that time of year. Um, but it's just interesting because I just wonder what will happen, um, or what happens. To those, because I haven't seen any like, oh, I've had a really stressful Christmas, or you know, I've had to see everyone. I think there was a couple of posts on our group, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's it. And I always feel like maybe Christmas must be one of those times that's stressful, not for the, all the people knocking around the streets and the shops and all that, but more the people that have to go around to people's houses or have people come over to their house. Um, because that's what I used to do. Yeah. But obviously, I actually haven't had. I would say like a, what was a normal Christmas since I got diagnosed because obviously I don't live anywhere near where I'm from. Uh, so therefore I haven't had to go through a Christmas the old way since being diagnosed. But I remember how it was, but I, I don't know. I don't remember it being like as bad as like, you know, when you go on like a night out with work friends or a night out with friends and that kind of thing. Even if there's loads of family that come around the house for Christmas, it, I don't remember it being as like stressful as... uh like any other situation where I was in a room full of people, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, maybe
1: that... Yeah, I suppose. Def- I mean, comparatively to a night out, it's it's brilliant because uh, I hate nights out. They're too loud. There's too many people. I don't... I mean, I don't go on them ever, but I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was never bad like that. I think because the people you see are the people you know. Mm. Um. Also, I didn't do too much of going round people's, I suppose. It was more just in my own house with my close family. So, yeah, it was it was fine. I think there were elements that were a little bit stressful, but also there were elements that were really nice. So it was kind of it was fine. Yeah, it was good. I just like Christmas in general. I'm a yeah, Christmassy person. Yeah, so. I suppose
0: you're not the right person to to ask on this one because I guess you're still like absorbed in the the whole Christmas vibe.
1: I mean, I find it easier now that I don't do um, that, so I, I prefer it now that I don't um, do the big family thing. But not because I'm not seeing my family; just because now I do what's more suited for myself. In that, I keep it, I you know, quite calm and quiet and i suppose more burger friendly so i do like that but it's not like i hated it before yeah i mean you just
0: have just christmas it was just me and you yeah we did the same thing last year as well yeah um i mean obviously like i usually have to work uh either side of christmas so i don't have time to go back or doing that kind of stuff anyway but yeah, I um, I don't know, like, I I know you get really into it. But for me, Christmas isn't one of those things that I recognise. I don't feel any different. Uh, I feel the same, like, all year round about everything. Same with birthdays, same with that kind of thing. I don't really have, like, spikes in, like, emotional reactions to stuff or anything like that. So, you know, I was sort of, I think, when we spent Christmas Day this year, I think I was more like, you know, making sure you were all right and you seemed yeah. to be into it and that kind of thing. But for me... Personally, I, I can't judge whether it's been a good Christmas or a bad Christmas or Jimmy you know mean, like that kind of thing. Um, So I don't know if it's the same with um, not that it's a comparison, but even though I've said that when all my family used to come around, because like for me, we used to have to go around to like my nan's house on Christmas Eve and then all my family's there. And then we have Christmas at, with my parents and then they'd have everybody round And then I think for Boxing Day, I used to go to my other nan's house. And they'd had everybody there. So it's like three days of um, people. Yeah. And I remember used to always, when I was young, I remember used to thinking when I got to them, I'd either only talk to the same members of the family the whole time. So I remember on Christmas Eve, I'd only ever talk to a particular one of my cousins. uh, And I'd only ever talk to him for the whole time and not really interact with the rest of the family that much. Uh, And then Christmas Day, you know, everyone comes to your house, but it's different because I was in my house. I mean, I used to just nip off to my room every now and then. I used to think it's because I got loads of toys. So I got loads of toys and stuff. You know, when you're a kid, you get loads of like things for Christmas. Yeah. I could never work out if I was just, I always felt like annoyed that I wanted to like play with my toys and do my new things and like, you know, really get into the stuff I got. And then people were coming around and I always found that like a massive distraction. Yeah. So I used to keep some of the toys like under the table with me, like on my chair. So like every now and then when no one was looking, I could like, you know, mess with them. <laughs> Just to try and keep myself distracted. And then at my nan's on Boxing Day, it's my dad's side of the family, and there were loads of people there that I don't have that much contact with. So I felt more in a strange environment than the other two because I saw my mom's family more. Um, I used to take some of the toys, I'd pick like my best two of the things I got that I'm like really into at the moment and take them with me. Uh, yeah. So I feel like I might have just done that like imagine if I could like if some way I could look back on it not that there's videos of it or anything like that but if I could see myself at the time I could probably see loads of coping mechanisms that I was using that just wasn't aware that I was using and that's why I feel like it was uh it was an all right time.
1: Yeah I think um I think for me the the difference was even with my family I mask a little bit not as much as I do with the general public I suppose but there's like a an element of masking. So I think the, the thing that I like about not being there is that I don't mask around you at all. So I think when, when we do like Christmas with the two of us, it's a lot more relaxed in that I don't have to mask at all. Because even with my family, I do a little bit. And it's not, again, it's not like it's horrible with them or anything. I didn't hate it. But I do enjoy the fact that now I just am completely myself sort of the whole of Christmas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just that's all we've done really. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think of like anything else that's happened. So now we're just in that period between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Uh New Year's Eve obviously I assume it's one of those ones that I don't know if anybody does anything for that, um anymore anyway, but like it's definitely something as someone on the spectrum it's the worst one because I used to go out for it obviously like pre-diagnosis and when I was at uni and we I had loads of friends and you know that kind of thing I used to go out for New Year's Eve um, but it's one of those events that I i don't know I don't really uh, I don't really understand it I suppose uh, and obviously you are going out with people so that's you know nights out in general are not a are not a good Yeah, situation to be in Um, although I did find that especially with New Year's in particular I feel like because it's so busy and everybody goes out and everybody does stuff that I feel like I used to drink more than any other time of the year Yeah, because alcohol for me has like um, I mean I don't really drink anyway like I don't drink at all Uh, well when I do drink it's, it's really rare but like back then I think I feel like I did especially when I go on nights out I always feel like drinking is the thing that um, you do, you know, yeah. like you do it because it it does. It, for me, anyway, it makes me less anxious uh, and less like uh, stressed out and worried. Uh, and I do become more chatty. But a lot of the times it goes the other way. So it's not like I used to think that getting drunk was one of those things that I did because then it made me NT. I always yeah. felt like I was like normal people when I was drunk because I could do the things that they do on a regular basis, but I could do it anywhere. Loads of people would just be like, "Oh, you've come really out your shell." I used to get that a lot when I'd been drinking, uh, and I used to think that I was NT, but then I've realised that I don't. I go the other way, so I don't become more NT. I've become really chatty, uh, like too chatty. Like I'm asking people loads of questions. I'm going up to people I don't really know and talking to them like I've known them forever and asking them all kinds of stuff that I wouldn't normally ask them. Yeah. Um, And I become very like very vocal. Uh, It kind of goes overboard a little bit. Uh, And I talk to everybody and I say loads of things and I do loads of stuff and it goes on and on and on. And then obviously the next day when I wake up, I'm not drunk anymore. And I'm like, I feel like panicked because I did loads of things that I shouldn't shouldn't have done or uh, I've did loads of things that I I don't understand or it's not part of my normal like masking routine so I think about like how people see me now and you know worry about that kind of thing also for me I don't know if it's the same for you but if I've got like a hangover my sensory um like issues are insane when I'm like when I've got a hangover like my sensitivity to light and sound and uh Like I know, loads of people get that, like doing like that. Oh, stop talking, that kind of thing. But for me, everything's more like elevated. I feel like everything that would bothers me normally is now like amplified, uh, and everything's brighter and everything's louder. And things touching me suddenly, I'm aware of like if I'm wearing clothes, the I can feel them on me more so than normal.
1: Yeah, Um, Um, I yeah, I I get that. To be honest, I just sort of go into like a. A bubble. If I'm hungover, I don't really. I have no real understanding of what's going on around me. I'm just sort of stuck in my own head. It's all. It's kind of like there's a weird filter that stops me being able to deal with the world. It's. I just. I'm in my own head.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 like a weird trade-off when I think about it. Like I get. When I get drunk, I become more social and more NT and more people get to know me better. And I've had some people that were, like, not sure about me. And then when they've talked to me drunk, they're like, actually, yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Um, But for a trade-off on that, the next day, it's like I've become super autistic with the hangover. Like, everything's, like, worse. I don't want to go out. I can't really talk to people. I have, like, constant shutdowns throughout the day. Um. So it seems like I've like, you know, it's like a, this is the cost of being social. Yeah. Um, so I don't really do the drinking thing. And yeah, New Year's is one of those times where that seems like what everybody is. I'm trying to think of like a New Year's Eve plan with people I know. And I'm sure there's people listening to this that have other plans. But everybody I know that has a plan for New Year's Eve is to go out and get really drunk somewhere. And that seems to be the the New Year's Eve thing. Yeah. Um. So, I, you know, I, I, the, for the last, I reckon for the last five maybe six years i've done nothing for new year's yeah i uh i'm usually asleep before it's midnight yeah um same. and i don't do the that kind of stuff because i just i just can't um i see the point of going out and getting uh you know drunk and hanging out with people especially till like midnight as well a lot of people that do new year's tend to go out early because you know they want to spend the whole night out, and then they they're up past midnight, and it's just a big, it's just a big thing that uh, I've never really, I've never really understood. Um, I mean, like you don't really do anything for New Year's Eve, ever? no,
1: no, I don't do anything for New Year's Eve. Um, it's not really my thing. I don't know, like I I think I mentioned it before. I don't really like drinking that much, and don't really like staying up late. <laughs> So it's probably not my my ideal.
0: No, no. Um, and it also, it's weird because it's that time of year as well and it made me think about something just as a sort of topic. Because this episode, uh, we're kind of, you know, it's just because it's that time of the year and, you know, I don't like to do... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't like to do, like, I suppose, festive-themed or holiday-themed yeah. stuff. But I... um I just find it interesting because this time of year it's going to be New Year's and it's when everyone starts making um like resolutions and it's the you know they want to talk about the you know next year I'm going to do this or I'm planning on doing that there's a lot of it going on especially with it being 2020 next so everyone's like it's a new decade now so uh you know everyone's making a big thing of that right uh, that's why people have been posting like i've seen these pictures of people posting a picture from like 2010 to 2020 to see what's happened in the last 10 years and, oh okay because uh, right. obviously it's it's 2020 now and i've already heard people referring to it as it's going to be the roaring 20s which is odd but
1: right the roaring <laughs> 20s because
0: obviously that, i think that's what it was called like in 1920 so everyone's saying it's going to be that okay um you know especially in this country with all the stuff that's going on here like politically and all that as well everyone says it's going to be a a completely different thing but then that means that everybody's like new year's resolutions and like that kind of thing is is interesting because i i hear people say stuff that they want to do and they want to like better themselves you know there's always people that say they want to lose weight or they want to quit smoking or um there's obviously Veganuary, so there's like loads of people that are gonna try and being vegan next month. Um, loads of people go on like diets. Yeah. Um there's just there's all these different things that people do. That there's they're like a drive. They have got something or some sort of motivation or drive that they want to be something. Yeah. Do you mean? Like they want to be thinner or they want to be richer or they want to be more successful or they want to have kids or get married or like that kind of thing. Um <clears throat> and it was just making me think about uh I've made New Year's resolutions in the past, um, but not because I wanted to better myself or not because I wanted to uh, improve myself, just because everybody else was doing it. Okay. So I thought that was a thing we did. I can't remember any of them I've made ever. Um, I used to be bigger uh, a while ago. I used to be a lot heavier than I am now. Um, And I remember I tried to do the whole, I'm going to lose weight. Uh, and that kind of thing. But I always feel like, because, especially with things like that, if you don't actually mean it, and I didn't, I just yeah. said it because everybody else was saying it. And, you know, some people had commented on my size. So I just thought, oh, I'll make that it then. That's an obvious one. Yeah. Um, I was just doing it for the going to the motions of, this is what people do, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I never actually did it. But then, you know, not that at the time I didn't think of it, but lately I've been thinking about... Just drives and motivations of those on the spectrum. Um, Not everyone, but me, for example. I'm not good at like seeing or like making like guesses on where I want to be. You know when like people say, where where do you see yourself in five years time or anything like that? I'm not good at like seeing where I'm going to be. So I don't have like goals or long-term goals in general. I've never had long-term goals. Yeah, I have short-term ones, but... I, it's always like, you know, do this by tomorrow or get this done. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I'm not good at like the long-term goals. And obviously for a lot of people, NT people especially, that's what drives them. Yeah, They're doing what they're doing because, you know, they, they have to. Like I don't think about like retirement or pensions or, do you know what I mean? Like I don't think about anything like that. I don't really, I know I talk about my age sometimes and I talk about my job a lot, but that's more a obsession than it is a drive yeah I've always said I wanted a better job and that kind of thing but I think that's because that's become something that I've ingrained into my behavior yeah but even though I keep saying I want a better job I don't ever look up jobs I don't ever go for interviews Mm -hmm. I don't have a CV that's up to date you mean I just keep saying I need a better job but then I continue doing what I do every day day in day out just every now and then I say I should do I should get a better job I'm gonna get a better job but then I don't do anything about it and it just makes me think about, like, but obviously, if you didn't have any, like, drives or um, things that motivate you, like, I go out and do stuff every day. You know, I go to work every day when I have to go to work. Um, Jim and I, I do stuff, like, me and you run. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, so I do have stuff. I've just found it interesting. that makes me think about, is there, the mo- what motivates somebody on the spectrum is different to what motivates somebody that's neurotypical and this is like a massive guess on what neurotypical people do I don't assume that they only do stuff because they have a goal or that kind of thing yeah some people do just go through the motions because that's what you do um but a lot of people I speak to that are um neurotypical like a lot of people I work with not not all of us are full-time the people I work with I work with a lot of people that are part-time in fact most people work there are part-time And they've all got something they want, you know, they're either in college or they want to go to university or they want a job doing this and they're working on it or they're, uh, you know, their plan is, um, do you know what I mean? They've got something, something they're going towards, even if it is the job that we're doing now, they want a promotion or, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's always something with them. There's always something that they're, like, driving towards. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I've never I've never really had that. I don't feel the the same urge for that kind of thing. Um but they've they've got something like this is what I'm doing now, but this is what I want to be doing, and you know, this, that and the other. And I say stuff like, I need a new job, or I should start doing this, or I should start doing that, but I never do anything about it. Whereas then I see them. Yeah. And they're doing something about it. And in the past, when I was uh before diagnosis, I used to get weird about people that had you know, a goal.
2: Okay, yeah. If they
0: had a goal like I had a goal, that was fine. Like my goal at the time was to finish uni, do something with my degree. But the whole time I was doing uni, like deep down, I was thinking, I'm not going to do anything with this degree yeah. once this uni course... In fact, most of the time, I never acknowledged that the uni course was going to end. I knew it had like a timeline. It was a three-year course. So I knew after three years, it would be over. But I think three years, that's ages away. Yeah. That's never coming to the end. Even in my last year, when I had six months left, I was like, six months? That's loads of time. That's yeah. not going to come anytime soon. Um, and it, I, I do that a lot. I can't picture what will happen when something ends, you know. So when you're not doing this anymore, what will you be doing? Yeah. Um. I can't do that. But I had a problem with people that I knew that also were saying, like, once I finish this, you know, I'm going to go do this. And I'd just be like, yeah, well, you know, this isn't going to end. So that'll never come. And then when that day did come and then they went and did something else. I was almost annoyed with them that they've been and done it, you know. Okay. Like yeah. sometimes I used to talk down on their plans, so they they'd be like, "Oh, it happens next week." I, you know, I'm moving to here and I'm starting my new job doing this. Sometimes when I'm talking to them, I'd be like, "Yeah, but that's not going to work out, though, is it?" Like yeah. you know that. Like or sometimes I'd just not acknowledge it. I didn't want to talk about it, or I'd find myself getting agitated with what they're saying because I'd be like, "That's that's irritated me," uh, that this has come to an end and you actually meant it. Yeah. Uh, Whereas I felt like I'd been tricked somehow or if you know what I mean, because I thought we were both doing the same thing where we were both pretending like we were going to do something, but we both weren't going to and then they do. And I feel like I've been like deceived by them. Okay. Which is a weird, which is a weird thing, but it just makes me think like, what is the motivation for me? And the best I can think of is it's because I have like my, daily routines and I have, like, little things that I want, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, if I... Because, I like I say, at work, at, like, half past ten, I have, like, my coffee and an apple. So yeah. I just think, like, just keep doing your work till half ten and then you can have your two things. Uh, and then that's, like, my, like, achievement for the day. Yeah. You know, Or well, that kind of thing. Or finish this and then you can play this game a bit more. Yeah. Or we've got to do this and then I can do that, you know. I've got, like, things in the day... Or things for the day after, but yeah. I can't. Um, I can't think of things like big term or long time away. This is what you need to get for them. They're like weird, alien concepts that I don't. I don't seem to be able to grasp. And you know, like if something is four or five days away, if you tell me something now, we're going to be doing this in four or five days. Um, good example of this. One of the people I work with, I had to confront about something. Yeah. Um, and. I knew I had to do it. Yeah. And if I didn't do it, it was just going to wind me up for days on end. And I needed to do it that day. Yeah. But the person that I needed to talk to, I wasn't going to see for three days. Yeah. And in those three days, because I couldn't get a hold of him, um, it was messing with my sleep. It was messing with my thought process every day. Like I, I was waking up in the night and it, it wasn't even that big a thing. I just had to talk to him. Um, and... You know, like, I kept talking to you about it constantly. I kept bringing it up at random, even when we weren't talking about it. Yeah. Or if we were just quietly, like, you were reading a book, I'd be like... And another thing. (laughs) Um, And, like, that was only three days away. Like, and it really, like, wound me up and I got really, like, anxious and agitated and panicked all the time until I did it. And then once I did it, I was good. So I worry sometimes that if I made a goal or had an ambition of something that was, say, years in the making... I don't know how I'd cope with that, knowing that I'm going to wait a long time for it, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's why I don't have long-term goals. I don't have long-term ambitions. And like with things like losing weight or quitting smoking or things like re- resolutions and that kind of thing, if it's not instant, then I don't think I can plan it. I don't think I can think that's what I want to do. Um, either my brain won't let me think about it um like uh generally things like mortgages or stuff like that they're things that because it takes a while and Mm -hmm. it's not an easy thing to do and it's like I was telling you that when I had to move flats uh in one of the flats I moved out of I had a week left until I was my tenancy was up and I had to move out and I hadn't even started looking for places yeah I can't deal with things that are ages away it's the same with like Christmas shopping and stuff like that I, I can't do Christmas shopping early because I don't believe that Christmas is anytime soon so I don't have the same like drives or ambition or do you know what I mean, like I, I can't set long term goals for myself because for some reason, the concept of something that's a long way away doesn't seem possible. So if I was going to make a believable New Year's resolution that I wanted, it would be something that I could complete in like a week. Yeah. But I'd have to do big parts of it every day just to like keep myself calm and not worry about it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So say like my goal was to finish a computer game by the end of the week. I'd have to play it every day for a certain length of time just to feel like I've I've like, you know, dealt with that. Yeah. So, um yeah. Which I'm not saying that's an autistic thing and that's not a, a specifically autism thing. I mean, it is for me and I'm sure there's people out there that are the same because usually when we have these topics and I talk about this kind of stuff. I always feel like it's just me and that's just my autism. But then I get people messaging me saying, yeah, I do the same thing. Or I can really relate with Nikki on this one. The connections one from last week, I felt like me talking about not being able to connect with people properly was maybe just a me thing. But then there was loads of people just saying, no, I'm exactly the same. But I feel like on this particular topic, me and you aren't the same on this one. No. I feel like you're different. But then so that makes me think, like, do you have an autistic perspective on this? Or is he, are you like everyone else? Because for me, what I've really like noticed with you is you have the same, like you are able to set long-term goals for yourself and you're able to see, not see the future, but you know what I mean? Like plan for the future. If you make a New Year's resolution, you, you do it. Um, for example, you wanted to learn to play the piano. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've got yourself this keyboard now and you've been doing lessons yeah. on YouTube. You wanted to learn how to solve a Rubik's Cube. You just watched videos on YouTube and now you can. With me, I would love to know how to solve a Rubik's Cube, but you tried to teach me once and I lost interest in about, what, a minute? Because yeah. I realised that this wasn't going to be a case of you were going to talk to me for two minutes and then I'd know how to do it. Yeah, I realised it would take time and I'd want to be able to do it fast. I wouldn't want to like keep thinking about it. Same with learning an instrument. Their are goals where if you want to achieve them, they're so far away from me that I can't do it. I can't play an instrument because you can't just learn to play an instrument like inside a week. Therefore I will not play instruments because I become too frustrated if I can't even slightly pick it up. But then you put the time in and the effort and that kind of thing. But then I guess for you and like, correct me if I'm wrong on this one because I want you to talk about it. But you, you, I think in you, the, the burger senses, you become obsessed with something. Yeah. So you want to do something and how long it takes you doesn't matter. And, um, you know, like it doesn't matter what the time frame is. It doesn't matter how many hours you'd have to put into it. You just know that you want to know how to do this and you want this. Like when you want to change jobs, you wanted to change jobs. You know, like uh, if you want a promotion at work, you just you focus on getting the promotion. But I feel like it's it kind of becomes everything you do yeah like you think about it a lot you watch loads of videos about it you logically plan out how to do it and then do it but you don't set yourself a a deadline for any of this you just think I will do this and then that's it like it doesn't matter you start working out like plans on how to do it properly uh and that kind of thing but I feel like isn't that what what most people do isn't that how most people operate I suppose
1: yeah probably I don't I don't really know. I suppose you're right that it becomes a bit of an obsession with me, with things that I plan to do. I think I make the decision quite uh, quickly, probably, so I don't really think about it before I do it. If I wake up one day and I think I want to learn to do that, then I just will. Like it, It will be in motion as of that day. I'll have started with changing jobs when I wanted to change jobs, I kind of decided that I wanted to change jobs and then had it set up and ready to go within like a day, maybe.
0: Actually, yeah. Do you know what? I have thought about it like in an <laughs> autistic sense for you, you. It becomes everything at yeah. that point. It does. I remember when you wanted to change jobs and you hadn't yet. You were like having lots of meltdowns about it because you hadn't done it yet. And you hadn't got to where you wanted to be yet. And it wasn't like an impatience with me. Like with me, if I see that it's too hard or will take too much effort or will take too long, I just don't do it. Whereas for you, you'll take a task on no matter how long it'll take or how hard it is. But then you do have an impatient thing where you set yourself. I need to be here by now and I need to get this done by now. And, you know, I should be at this point in this process by now and I'm not and I, I do actually have to talk to you a lot and be like look it doesn't matter that you haven't done this yet you did try and get too much into one thing and I'm always trying to like talk you like down like don't worry about it it doesn't matter like you know yeah. what I mean like you, you will get it done like you've done so well like for you you set like goals I feel like your goals sometimes are set and they're like really unrealistic yeah. like <laughs> of how much you think you should be able to do by the point you're at and then if you're not there you start having meltdowns and you start thinking it's failing or... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have that, I guess, uh, instead, which I guess is is still is, you know, no typical people do that, but I feel like they don't have meltdowns about it and like constantly thinking about it. Like you, I remember when you were trying to change jobs, you were like, I'm changing jobs. And then you were like, I want a new job. And you were you were there like straight away. You were applying for jobs. You were signed up to everything. You were booking interviews. I think you had an interview the same day and that was going fine. But then... By the end of the week, you hadn't found a job you wanted. So you were like, maybe I'll just quit the one I'm doing now. And I was like, you can't just quit. Don't just quit your job. But you were like, no, I, I said I wanted to be out of this job by the end of the week. It's the end of the week. And I'm not out. I don't have a new job yet, but I need to be out by now. So I'm quitting. Yeah. I'll just quit. And then I'll continue looking from there. Like you do have that where you kind of rigidly say, by this point, I want to be here. And then if you're not there by this point, you almost like try and look for an extreme measure to get to that point
2: yeah
1: I think I and I probably am sometimes a little bit over ambitious with what I think is possible um I probably like the goals I set myself are usually quite difficult but then sometimes I'm happy that I've set them like set the bar high and then because where I get to is still okay like, not, not with everything, and it's not like I achieve everything that I set out, because I definitely don't, but I'd, I'd probably try and make it more complicated than it needs to be for some unknown reason. I just like to, I don't know. I think, like, for me, as it's one of my burger things, what I quite enjoy is just sort of challenging myself. Like, I most things that I like to do, I like to do like extreme versions of them i suppose just to really use like all of my brain to do something i don't know i don't know how to describe it but it's like i like everything to be challenging the things i enjoy doing like i i i enjoy doing sudoku but now there's like on the harder there's a there's a type of puzzle I can't explain it, but there's a type of puzzle where the numbers are set out in a certain way where I can do it and I can do it really quickly. It's it's on like the hardest setting, but with particular puzzles, there's just a way that I I can do them. So now I've stopped doing those ones because it's too quick. It's too easy. So I've I've started looking for puzzles that I can't just figure it out straight away. And that's like my new thing, because I, I think if it's not challenging enough or if it becomes a bit more e- like easier it it's not as fun for me
0: Yeah I uh I know exactly what you mean actually with you on that one Like to say um like say for me for example I decided that I wanted to know how to do a Rubik's cube Yeah um I would say somehow I managed to figure out a way to do it inside a week how to pick it up really quickly once I'd been able to solve a Rubik's cube I would just keep solving the same Rubik's Cube over and over again until I'd had enough of doing it. Yeah. And then I would move on to the new thing. But I'd get to the point where I was like, okay, I've done this. This is really easy. And then I'd just keep doing it over and over again and think, this is great. You know, look how good I am this is. And then I'd be like, I'm done with this now. Yeah. And then that's it. Whereas with you, we had the Rubik's Cube. You learned how to solve the Rubik's Cube. And then you wanted to know how to solve the Rubik's Cube faster. So then you got a speed cube. And then you wanted to get really fast at that. And then that was easy. So then we moved on to various different types of Rubik's Cube. I got one. I got like a Where's Wally one. Yeah. Um, Like ones that had different things that weren't just the colors. And then obviously eventually we got the Mega Mix, which you struggled at that to start off with. Um, But then like you got the hang of that. And then, yes, the same with the Sudoku. You can do like the expert Sudoku puzzles now. But you're always trying to do it faster than what you did before. You were messaging me at one point where you were like, I've done it under five minutes, done it under four minutes. (laughs) Look at this time now. Uh, And you just keep doing that. And it's it's weird. It's like you've achieved the thing you wanted to achieve. (laughs) But I don't know if because obviously like what's supposed to happen, as I believe with neurotypical people is they do it and then they have a sense of achievement of I've done it. You know, like, look how good this is. I've done it. Whereas for you, I don't know if, like, because you're on the spectrum and, you know, one of the things that's supposed to happen when you're on the spectrum is your brain fires off whatever it is to try and get some feedback and then the feedback doesn't come back. So then they just carry on doing what they're doing. It's why we don't pick up on certain social interactions because, like, the parts of the brain fire off to say, what's happening here? And yeah. then it comes back and go, we don't know. And then you just carry on. This is why you, like, especially with you, this is why you make inappropriate jokes or uh, you say things that uh Sometimes like, oh, should you have said that? Yeah. And I feel like this is the same with that. I feel like once you've completed a Sudoku at a certain speed, you don't think like, yes, I'm the best at this. Like, I'm really good. You just think, oh, no, I'll just go again. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no part of you that like, is saying, like, that's pretty impressive. Like, that's well impressive. You've done really well there. um You just think like, oh, okay, maybe I can do it faster. And then, like, when you get back from that, there's still not that feeling of, yeah, that you're just like, maybe I can do it faster. And I don't know if you're doing it over and over again to try and get some sort of like feedback from what you're doing. Yeah. Because sometimes you send me your times and stuff of your Sudoku, but I always feel like you're sending them to me because you want me to be like, yeah, you know, so (laughs) like for you, because you don't feel that. And this is one of the things I was thinking about with New Year's resolutions, that even when we have achieved something on the spectrum, when I've achieved stuff. I don't feel like I've achieved stuff, you know? Yeah. So like I've got achievements in my life that people have pointed out to me that this is an achievement and you should be happy that you've done this. Um, And I always think like, yeah, but if I don't, so it can't be an achievement, you know? People have listed things I've done and they're like, you should be like impressed that you've managed to do this or impressed that you've managed to do that. But I never feel like an achievement or impressed by anything I've done. So therefore I don't see it as an achievement. And when people list it back, and then I start like downplaying it. You know, I start explaining why it's not an achievement. Yeah. Because otherwise it looks weird that I don't feel what they're feel, you know, telling me. So I just tend to go, yeah, well, the reason it isn't is because of this. Or it kind of doesn't count because this happened. And that makes it not the same as everybody else. And I do that a lot. So even in the times that I have done stuff or reached a goal or, you know, managed to do something. I always kind of then, because I'm not getting the emotional response to it that everybody else is getting when they've done similar things, I don't understand why. And so I start explaining why what I've done is different to if somebody else did it. Yeah. And therefore, this is why. I mean, obviously, they did that like pre-diagnosis. I'd be like, yeah, but that doesn't count because of this. Like when I got my degree, everyone was like, oh, you've got a degree? And I'd be like, yeah, but it's a 2-2. So, you know, it's not really a degree. You know, like I should have got a two one or a 1st and I didn't, so it doesn't count. Or when someone go, yeah, but it's still a two two. that's still a degree. I'd be like, yeah, but it's in a course that I've done nothing with and I'm not interested in using it. And it was a waste of time and money. So I tend to do that um, with stuff I have achieved because they're almost, I suppose, accidental. I never, weirdly, I never went to uni with the intent of getting a degree. Yeah. It just happened to be that's where my life went. So I guess that's why I didn't worry the whole three years thinking I need to get a degree. Everybody else was like, oh, I need to get a good score on this. Otherwise, this will count towards my degree. And everyone was like, I need to get 20% on this. I need to get 40% on that. And if I don't pass this essay, whereas for me, I wasn't aiming for anything. So I wasn't that bothered when I'd get like a failed essay back. I'd just be like, yeah, well, I don't care. Or, you know, if I got a really high score, I'd be like, yeah, but all my other scores weren't that good anyway. So like if I try and now get the same score every time, I'm just going to stress myself out and panic too much. So it's not worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But how do you feel? Cause like you've got loads of achievements and I list them to you sometimes like, but do you feel like, cause obviously for a lot of people, they have stuff they're proud of or they you know, they put their trophies on the wall or, do you know what I mean? Like on their CV it says what they've got or you know I mean? that kind of thing there's loads of stuff you've done and I've pointed out to you, we don't have to list it on the on the podcast and you're pulling a face now like you don't agree with me <laughs> but there is loads of stuff you've done but do you think it's weird? Because I do feel like it is an autism thing that even when I do achieve stuff, it doesn't feel like I have, even when people say it back to me what it is that I've done and why it's an achievement I just think like, yeah no.
1: Yeah no I don't really consider anything like a an achievement I suppose and I don't I don't think that I set myself goals for the achievement either Mm. so it's not like I set myself a goal of I don't know like with the Sudoku it's not like I set myself a goal of getting a specific time and then thinking because then I'll have achieved something I don't really consider it to be Impressive, like I'm sure I, I feel like there's tons of people in the world that could do it a lot quicker than I can, so I don't really think it. I don't know, I suppose not really. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't really get that sense of achievement that I think others do, or at least I would assume they do. I don't know how NT people, or obviously not all NT people, but I don't know how a lot of them feel about. Things. I don't know whether they get this sense of pride or, um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I don't think that that's something I get. I actually think that if anything, it it probably just makes me feel like I need to do something more, like I'm always chasing the next thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, because obviously, everyone else, when they do set the goal of getting married or having kids or, you know, that kind of thing, or getting a promotion at work or, their football team that they play in winning something like they're doing it for a reason do you know what I mean like there is a reason that they're doing it there must be something they get from doing it yeah uh and that's that's where i always feel like the difference is because obviously that's why they get up in the morning or do I you mean even if their achievement is loads of money you know yeah. like their achievement is i'm gonna do this because i want this bonus or that kind of thing It's not just the having of it. There's like an emotional response to that. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So it makes me wonder like why we do stuff. Because obviously we've, I've never really experienced like a sense of achievement from anything. And therefore I don't set a lot of goals for myself. But in a lot of neurotypical people that I know, when they start getting into that framework of, I never achieved anything and, and, there's no point in me doing anything and, you know, I don't really have any goals. They start moving into like the whole depression side of things and they start thinking like, what's the point? And like, you know, that kind of thing, it moves a lot of neurotypical into that side of things. Whereas I never think that I never think what's the point or I don't think I'm not getting out of bed today because who cares, you know? Um, So I just, I wonder, and I've never been able to work it out. Like what drives me as uh, an autistic person is definitely different to what drives everybody else. The reasons I do most of my things always tend to be and if you listen to any of these episodes, you know we always talk about like the you know our motivations behind stuff and why we do things is always for a different reason um, but like if you don't get a, an achievement feeling from something, then why why go down the path of the sudoku or mm. promotions at work or you know like me, and you did the um me, you did the marathon. We've got another marathon in February. Yeah. Like loads of people do that because you've seen people when they finish marathons, you know, it's all over their Facebook. Yeah. They tell people constantly I ran a marathon. Do you know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's that. Whereas me and you barely told anyone. Like it went on our Instagram page because we, you know, that's what we put on our Instagram page. But it's just, uh, it just it was just something that interests me. And it's because everyone wants to have like you know, when they have New Year's resolutions and everyone's talking about like, their goals and what they want to achieve in 2020. But they're doing it for for a reason. There's something they get after doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like people don't want to own a house for the achievement of owning a house. They get something emotionally from the fact that they own their own property or they've found, you know, somebody they want to marry or... Do you know what I mean? Like they've got... Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's definitely... I feel like it's more than just the having of that. They definitely feel something, like, emotionally about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't, because I think as well, another, another thing that's big for me is I don't enjoy, I, I don't like doing things for other people to say, well done. Yeah. I, in fact, that makes me really uncomfortable. I don't like that at all. Um
0: Yes, that was just stay where you are yes (laughs) but I was going to mention that in this episode as well is compliments also like I've never there's a lot of people I know on the spectrum that can't take them and get really awkward when they happen yeah so also like why do it then if you know you might get something like that
1: I don't know because I think what what I do it for it's it's my own brain it's and I, I don't know if I do it because I want to achieve it or just my brain goes but can you do this and then it's almost like it's almost like challenge accepted like, my, my head's had the thought, my head had the thought, oh, can you learn piano? Well, yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to give it a good go. Because, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it kind of feels like I'm challenging myself, but then it's not something that I talk to other people about. Like, I don't talk to friends or family or acquaintances or whatever and say, I'm trying to do this, or this is what I'm doing at the moment, or, I yeah, I I ran this marathon at the weekend, or anything like that, because I don't want the... like if it came up in conversation, it just naturally fitted in, then I would mention it, but I wouldn't mention it for the, oh, wow, that's amazing. And if, if it did get to that, then I would move that along really quickly. Because yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't enjoy compliments. They kind of, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It's also like, I don't really give them very often. The only times I give them is when I'm, you know, when you're being a burger and you're really trying hard to make NT conversation and small talk and you think that's the thing that I should say right now they've told me about this thing and I'm meant to go oh wow that's amazing well done yeah or something like that but it's not something that would naturally come out people don't tell me a thing they've done and me go oh wow well done or anything like that it's I don't really think about it if somebody else said to me something like oh I ran a marathon at the weekend I think oh that's cool but I wouldn't go oh wow I, I'm the things that come into my head are more just how did you find it what what did you think what i i asked them questions about it that i'm interested in because that's something that i share an interest in but i never think of complimenting on it mm. but it, i think it's because as i've said before the way i see other people is how i always think of other people as wanting what i want and um when i think about emotions i can only think about how i would feel as them in that situation so I think that's why compliments don't come readily to me because I don't readily accept them yeah and yeah it's it's strange because I it's not a case of I don't get offended by compliments or anything like that I don't think oh why is this person doing that it's just I kind of feel a bit just uncomfortable just uncomfortable with accepting them
0: yeah, yeah, and obviously you'll get them if you achieve stuff. Yeah. If you achieve stuff that people are aware of, they give you the compliments. I tell you one of the things that it reminds me of is I am. I don't like doing it, and I get really uncomfortable doing it. Um, I don't like saying happy birthday to people on their birthday. Okay. And that's the same with, like, I don't pay people compliments uh, at all. Like, if anyone gets anything, I, I don't like saying congratulations or well done on... That it's the same with saying thank you for stuff. Um, I don't mind saying thank you for stuff, but that's also where you know when someone compliments you, you're supposed to go, Thank you. Um, I find it awkward saying thank you to people in general, uh, and I don't know why. You know, even in situations where someone's got me something or done something for me, I have this brief feeling of, I wish you hadn't have done this, you know. Uh, yeah. like Christmas has just been, um, we got presents from people that we weren't expecting to get presents from, yeah. Uh, and then they give you the present and then you're like, oh, thank you, you know. And I just feel awkward saying thank you. It, it feels like a really hideous thing to say out loud. And it's the same when someone's birthday and everyone's saying, oh, happy birthday. I don't like saying happy birthday. Um, it's, it's weird. I think it's part of the reason why I don't do birthday cards or Christmas cards or... That kind of thing. I don't like writing on people's wall, happy birthday. I don't like messaging people, happy birthday. Um, I don't say Merry Christmas this year. I mean, I'm saying it now, obviously on the podcast. Yeah. But that this podcast, and I think last week I said Merry Christmas or something. And I think I did the Instagram post of me and you before we went out for the Christmas meal. Yeah. Uh, I think I wrote it. But I don't like saying it out loud to people during the Christmas period. I don't like saying Merry Christmas or I don't like saying Happy New Year. They're weird things that you say at certain times. I don't like doing and I feel the same way about saying them as I do if someone pays me a compliment. So, you know like how you feel when you get paid a yeah. compliment and you get all awkward and weird and you're like, "Oh, it's the same for me with that kind of stuff."
1: How interesting. See, I don't I don't have that. I go, I don't have an issue with saying um thank you or or anything like that and I well, with thank you it's something that I actually I want to say. Um, with compliments and stuff, not so much like, cause I get a little bit awkward, but if someone buys me something, then I want to say thank you because I, I am genuinely quite grateful, even with things that I don't want. I I do feel very sort of, yeah, I suppose grateful that they made the effort to, to get anything, but I, I don't know. I don't, so I don't have that and I don't care with, with saying happy birthday or whatever. I don't go out of my way to do it. I've never posted it on social media or anything like that and it's not I wouldn't specifically message someone you know like I don't send a, a text and apart from with my family I'll give them a call because I'm a good family member <laughs> because I have to because I'm supposed to but um I think yeah I don't I don't go out of my way to sort of message people that I wouldn't ordinarily see to say Happy birthday or Merry Christmas or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I, I it's weird. Um, when I used to, so Facebook isn't something that's used that much anymore. Yeah. Um, but when I used to write on people's walls, you know, because it would say it's somebody's birthday today yeah. and it was somebody that I'm close friends with or supposed to be close friends with and everybody else was doing it and I know they'd notice if I didn't. I used to write really elaborate ways of saying happy birthday without actually saying the words happy birthday in the message but you could tell... Uh,
1: that is so you.
0: So, for example, I mean, some of them were a bit wrong, so I'm not going to use them all on the podcast because obviously we don't swear or talk <laughs> about it on this one. Um, but sometimes I would say, congratulations, it's been another year since you escaped from Castle Womb. <laughs> like that on the wall. Instead, and I'd write stuff like that. Um, do you I mean? Like it would just be things like, well done on not dying for another year or, um, you know things of those nature. It yeah. would be, you could tell what I'm saying is happy birthday, but for everybody I wrote for, it was always really elaborate and bizarre and would reference in some way them being born that time or well done on this or you've you know you've survived another rotation around the sun. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? like It would be things like that.
1: You know, I don't know if this is the equivalent. Cause this is, well, it's not to do with saying something to someone as such, but... I never understand with things like, like obviously we were talking about um, weddings and children as well as something that you congratulate people with. But it's sort of linked to that. With weddings, I always think that people get married because they want to be with each other and they're making that commitment. It's obviously got financial benefits as well. Mm. And like long term, it's, it's that. So I never understand weddings with loads of people there. Because I think, isn't it just about the two people? And it's the same with like engagement parties. This We were talking about this the other day. When people get engaged, but they get engaged around lots of family and friends, I get confused because I think, isn't it just about two people? And this isn't me like criticising it. It's just, it's genuinely something I don't understand. And I don't understand why when you would ha- like have a wedding, why you would have all of these people there when it's just meant to be about the two of you. It's just something that I don't, I don't really get. And the the, the same is when people have children and they have, you know, like loads of their family members are at the hospital waiting to see the child. I think, is it not just the, t- it, it's something that I don't understand. I think it's because I suppose with a lot of people you want to celebrate with everybody because especially for neurotypical people that's something that's enjoyable is is sharing the joy i suppose but it's just something i don't get well, i don't i don't really understand it
0: i get why you'd hate it because obviously yeah. if you got married in a place with loads of people around you all the time you get a lot of congratulations yeah and like well done and maybe that's it, what it is it, it, this, it would be like a really really like i mean i'd hate it too for that reason. Um, before, I was thinking of like examples of, like, I don't even like it when someone buys me like a coffee. Yeah. Because then I have to say thank you for them buying me a coffee. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So usually I try and get to paying for my own coffee first before somebody else tries to offer me one. Yeah. Um, but then equally, if I buy someone a coffee, I don't want them to say thank you to me either. Because that also makes me feel weird when they go, thanks for getting the coffee. So I just go, eh, yeah. Eh, yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah, if you were at a wedding or say you had a baby. Um, or you had an engagement party, because obviously engagement parties would be the same. It's like people saying congratulations, you know, this is great. I mean, I imagine you were probably uncomfortable at your own birthday parties for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. There's just that thing, which obviously, like, if you go for, you know, going back to what we were talking about originally, if you do big public achievements, you're going to get a lot of that. Like, I know you've always wanted to, um, like, you're big into the Olympics. You love, like, Olympians and, like, olympic athletes but i feel like if you ever were one you'd hate it if you ever won gold oh, yeah because it's on telly yeah everyone wants to interview you everyone wants to talk to you about it and how well you've done and talk how good your career is and that kind of thing so it's something that i know you wouldn't want to do it's why you've never wanted to be like famous or uh, Oh God, uh yeah, i no. mean because then there's that level of people saying like well done or like having fans or like that kind of thing yeah like sometimes when people send us like nice messages about the podcast you're a bit like oh
1: <laughs> I mean I, I love it because the, the messages are always really nice but yeah I know I know what you mean yeah it's, um yeah it's interesting I don't because I I think maybe that's what it is because like I said I can only ever put myself in someone else's shoes and see it from my point of view I can never See, I can never think to myself, but that's the sort of thing that person would like. So maybe it is nice. I always think that just yeah, um, that if I was in that situation, I would be all like uncomfortable. So I just presume that they are as well, and I think, oh, they're they're having to do this wedding, for them, because that's what you're supposed to do. And I don't think I really think in my head, oh, but like they're enjoying it with you. I know you don't like the congratulations and stuff, but one thing you do quite enjoy is um, attention. I do
0: like attention. It's, it's, It's a massive, like, contradiction on this whole thing. Yeah. But I like attention for good reasons or bad reasons. So I like bad attention as much as I like good attention.
1: But you do like good attention. So what's the difference?
0: I like good attention, but I don't want people... I don't do things for, like... I don't know. It's not that I want like congratulations or thanking or anything like that. My good attention is usually for either just something I'm doing or like there's something I'm wearing or doing like that kind of thing. But I want people to notice and talk about it, but not to me. Right. <laughs> so I don't mind other people talking to each other about it. Uh, and I don't mind people saying, oh, that's pretty cool or I like the look of that. That's fine. So that's, I mean, that is like a compliment, but it's compliments to do with my masking I'm okay with. I like the reassurance that my masking is working and I'm appearing NT, I suppose, in a sense. So it's more to do with like my um, persona. I like it when that gets compliments and attention, good or bad. Uh, There's that weird thought of it being out in public and it working the way it's supposed to work. That makes me feel more comfortable when I'm out in public, when my persona is getting like good attention or bad attention, because it makes me feel it's almost like a safety blanket. It reminds me that it is still working and people are still perceiving it in a way that means that it's still effective. Um, But I don't get a feeling on whether I'm becoming, you know, if I'm the way I, I don't get a feeling on how I'm portraying myself. So I like to have the attention every now and then just as a as a feedback. And we've done the center of retention episode. You know, we talked about how I need it to control my social interactions with people as well. Yeah. And I need it there as just markers so I know how it's working.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: but when people say, if people say, so I suppose I've, I know this is kind of going back to what I've said. I said that I don't like compliments. I like compliments on the way I look and the way I behave. Yeah. But I don't like compliments on things I've done, if that makes any sense. Okay. So like if I've achieved something like uh, running the marathon or uh, doing well in school or, you know, buying someone lunch or something, I don't like it in those situations on my actions. I like the compliments on just the fake stuff I do or the way I do stuff. So for me, it's mixed. There's certain things that I feel really uncomfortable about getting a compliment or saying thank you for. And then the stuff that it happens and it has no effect on me, it just makes me think, okay, so this is working. Keep doing this. Yeah, that makes any
2: sense.
1: No, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's That's interesting. I was just wondering how it works for you, because I know that there's a that's a a difference that we have. So I wasn't sure what the what the line is, but that makes sense. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like getting compliments on the stuff that I perceive as the fake stuff that I do. Okay. And then yeah. the stuff that's really stuff I've done, I don't like that.
1: Interesting. I wonder why. That's don't weird, know. Isn't it?
0: Like I don't. Like say it feels like I'm never really me out in public anyway, therefore when they give compliments to the fake me that's out there, it doesn't feel like I'm getting them anyway, so I don't have the thing, but when people say stuff to stuff that I think is genuinely aimed at me as who I really am, that makes me feel weird. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if I it's cuz it makes me feel like like the real me showing a little bit and I don't like that.
1: Okay, yeah, I suppose
0: because people are complimenting the part of me that's not part of my persona, so I feel like, oh no, like my burgers is out yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah that's interesting, that is interesting. I, what
0: I will say as well is, um I've realized that with goals and you know doing tasks and that kind of thing, I feel like when you get obsessed with something the you don't do it for the sense of achievement for me, I like to repeatedly do a task or you know. Say, for example, because it's the best thing I can think of at the moment. Say, the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. I feel like with me... Actually, not Rubik's Cube, because it doesn't really work. But, like, with computer games, for example... Yeah. I get really into certain computer games. I'm really yeah. into one at the moment. Yeah, you are. And it's it's not for the achievement of completing the game or doing everything in the game. I am literally trying to 100% this game. Yeah. Um, and I have 100%ed it before a long time ago. It's a really old game. And... Um, but I, I need to do it again. And it's like, it's my favorite game of all time. Yeah. And I'm back on it again. I'm putting like hours into it. I'm lucky that you have got like this book you're really into and you're learning the keyboard and your are Sudoku and you've got loads of things to distract you while I'm kind of like <laughs> being like absorbed by this game at the moment. Um, but I'm not doing it for a sense of achievement. I'm not doing it because once I've done it, I'm like, ah, it's done. I feel like I've really accomplished something here because I've done it before and I didn't feel it then either. What it is, is I get obsessed with something and I have to see it through to the end so I'll stop thinking about it. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing it. That's I suppose that's the achievement I'm looking for in a sense is I'm trying to get it to leave my head. Yeah. Because at the moment it's in there all the time a little bit. So every now and then while we're talking or I see something on Tilly that reminds me of it, I'm just like, oh. It's like for example, we were watching uh Dad's Army the other morning. And they're soldiers, and the character I'm playing as in this game is a soldier. And every now and then, they do stuff, and I'd be like, "It's like that game." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Why is that in my head now?" Like, and it just happens. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I have that. It, I keep playing it and playing it and playing it until it's left my head. Um. But it's not a case of once I finish it, I'm just like, "Oh, that was so good." Like, I I'm so glad that I hundred percented everything. Like, that's really good. Like, I'm I've done really well on that. It's just a case of once it's over, I'm just like, it's over. I can, you know, it's not like it's all my thoughts, but there's part of my brain that I reserve for the thing I'm obsessed about. But then there.
1: when it is over, you do have a sense of what shall I think about now? Yes, that's, the, pro- that
0: that's the only problem with it is once it's over, I am a bit lost for a bit because yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Uh, and then I have to find something else to fill that part of my brain because I always have something that's that I'm obsessing about a little bit that's just there in my head. Every now and then it comes through, and I've always got that. Yeah. But when there's nothing in that space, I feel like restless. Yeah. I but I'm not, that in you. but I'm not doing it for, like I said, I'm not doing it for the sake of I've achieved 100% of this game. I've got a friend that's also a burger, and he likes to 100% his favorite games. He's really into the Fallout series of games. Oh, yeah. And when he 100%s them, he screenshots the 100%, and it's all over every social media he's got. <laughs> it's everywhere. Everyone needs to know that he has 100%ed everything in that game. And he tells everyone about it. Like, no matter what, I've done this, I've done this, I've really done this. Uh, I don't have that. I, it's it's an eternal thing, but I, I need to do it because it's uh, it's interesting. I'm not, like, uncomfortable and it's not keeping me awake and I'm not, like, panicked or obsessed or anxious and stuff. It's just, it's it's there. I like it there at the moment, but, you know, eventually it will go away. Yeah. But, like I say, I'm not doing it for a, for a sense of accomplishment. I'm just... It's just my latest thing.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, that's it for this week, I guess. Yeah. Unless there's anything else you want to add to this topic? No. Are you I'm, sure?
1: I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Right, you said that weird. Yes. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening again. Um, I've put a poll up on Facebook. It's about... Last week's episode, Connections. Apparently on Apple Podcasts, you can't access last week's episode. So anybody that's wanting to listen to it has had to download one of the other apps that were on to listen to it. Like I say, I put a poll on Facebook asking if that's still the case. So if you've got time, just go on the Facebook group page. If you're someone that listens to our podcast and Apple Podcasts, just go back onto it and see if you still can't get that episode. I've tried to fix it, but I don't know if it has or not because I don't have Apple Podcasts. Uh, And I have no way of accessing Apple Podcasts, so I can't see if it works or not. So if you could just check it for me. Um, If it doesn't still work, what I'm going to do is I'm going to attach last week's episode connections to the end of this episode. So once this episode ends and Scarlett says, bye, then uh, connections (laughs) should start. You like that impression? Yeah, it was so good. So when... (laughs) when she says that connections will start immediately after it um if it turns out those people so if this because there's people that haven't listened to last week's episode because they either don't want to download another app or that's just how they listen to stuff and I totally get that cuz I only listen to certain things on certain apps and I won't do it somewhere else even if I can get it somewhere else yes <laughs> so um yeah just let me know and then if it is the case I will attach it to the end of this episode Uh, But yeah, that's it. Next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. There's been some suggestions. I am basically weighing up between a few different topics. I'm not sure which to go with next. Um, But yeah, still, though, if you've got any suggestions, then send them to themaspergers at gmail.com or private messages on Facebook. Uh, But we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just look for themaspergers. There's also a private group on our Facebook page that you can join uh, where you can talk about our podcast or Anything you want, really, because there's loads of people in there now. and There's nearly 500 people in the group and they all know something about autism or they're all interested. And I haven't seen a question go up yet that hasn't been answered by someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thank you. Speak to you next week. Bye.
0: Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers. Hello. Yeah. Hello. How exciting. You gonna say hello
2: again?
0: Uh, No. So it's the or any days before Christmas now. Even those that are listening to this and aren't in the physical area of Scarlet, you can probably still sense the tension coming from her right now.
1: I cried about how excited I was last night.
0: Yes, genuine tears.
1: Genuine tears.
0: It was a bit nuts.
1: I'm so excited.
0: We were just playing Mario Kart, <laughs> listening to some Christmas songs, and he just fell to pieces.
1: <laughs> I love Christmas. I love it. I'm so excited.
0: So yeah, that's, uh, that's only a few days away now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I you
1: think oh. you'll be able to hold it in. I'm so excited. Christmas is the best time of the year. I love it. I love it. I've got... My whole Christmas day planned out from start to finish. It's going to be amazing. I've also, like, Boxing Day's planned. Christmas Eve is planned. Oh, it's just, like, the whole Christmas period. There's, like, set things for every day. It just... I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it a lot.
0: It's just interesting. Um, I guess because you get, like, some sort of emotional... Thing from Christmas
2: yeah
1: I don't really get like anything
0: from Christmas birthdays that kind of thing like never really have done um I think when I was younger my mom said that I had issues with like well not issues but with like presents under the tree and that kind of thing I was always trying to work out what they were and always messing with them and that kind of thing but I don't think that was because I was excited for Christmas I think it's the unknown I think it's the like the stuff that I don't know what it is and I'm like that with everything like if I don't know something um, we, I think we've said before, like if people are talking about something and I don't know what it is they're talking about, I try and ignore it, but I can't ignore it. I have to just go and uh, go and find out. Uh, yeah. And I think it's the same with Christmas when I was a kid. Like I, I couldn't work out what was in the presents, and I was fine as long as I couldn't see them. But say so they were put under the tree really early on in the month, I uh, used to drive me mad. Like I feel like they could only be put under there like the day before, I don't know if like my parents ever worked that out, but I noticed that like when I was really young, they wouldn't put presents under the tree until like, like just before. So yeah, I, uh, uh, that always helped, but like, it's, uh, it's kind of like now, like now though, I've kind of grown out of it. Like we've got like, we've got a tree, there's presents under it now I can see them, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not like trying to. Get involved with them. Yeah. When I mean, I've left them alone. Yeah. Kind of, I kind of moved on from it. But I think that's because, you know, with a lot of things with your burgers, there's, there's stuff that I used to do when I was younger that I just don't do now. But yeah, you, you like obviously have like an emotional reaction to it, which, you know, it's, it's, I suppose it's a bit of a stereotype when you say that, like people with autism don't have like emotional reactions to things. You know, some people believe that. You know, like when some people say that, like they don't, we don't have empathy or sympathy. Yeah. Um, I think we do. I think we have like strong emotional reactions to stuff. It's just some for some stuff. It's, it's not. It's either a lot more intense than what everybody else is having, or it's an emotional reaction to something that other people wouldn't have a reaction to at all. Uh, I think with us is is a more of a accurate thing like I've said with like my um I suppose I suppose like that anger and that kind yeah. of thing I get like anger and like uh I'm, yeah just that to to stuff that people wouldn't have a reaction to at all or it is some people get like a frustration from something but and I'll have a frustration to the same situation but mine is a lot more intense uh, and I think you have it with, like, you know, the happiness or the excitement.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I had, like, essentially last night, it was kind of like a a meltdown over Christmas, but a positive meltdown?
0: Yeah, whatever they are. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I've ever had one, but I've definitely seen you have them before where you get overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, and then have, it's kind of like a meltdown, but... It's not like a meltdown. Um, it's like, a
2: melt up.
0: Yeah, you don't have the. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, carry on.
0: <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Get it out of your system.
2: No, carry on, carry on. I'm oh, laughing at my own joke.
0: <laughs> you still are. I
2: don't know. But don't yeah, carry
0: on. But yeah, I um. Uh, yeah I guess it's like an overwhelmed like thing, which is essentially what a meltdown is is, is yeah that you're overwhelmed by a particular emotion or a particular event or you know so I, I feel like you're just having them you you just have positive ones and uh christmas is the uh, is the big one for you yeah um you do have little smaller like excitement spurts um over other stuff, but yeah Christmas is the one where it's it's uncontrollable. We went out for a christmas um meal yesterday. Like me and you went to uh, like a restaurant we go to uh, and we went for their Christmas meal. We all did the same thing last year. Yeah. Um, which anybody that's got us on Instagram, we posted a picture of us just before we went out for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it, you were the same, like you were fine. But then like as we were driving back, like I put on like a Christmas playlist for you. And then, yeah, that was it. I feel like that was the start of it.
1: Yeah. Well, what actually happened was we were driving back and we you put on the Christmas playlist, I got a little bit excited And then instead of just driving back home, we sort of (laughs) went for a drive so that I could listen to more songs.
0: Yeah, so you could listen to more songs and, uh, you know, obviously lots of people put lights out on their house and that kind of thing. Like my dad used to do it when I was younger. Like there's a street in the town that I'm originally from that has like, it's kind of like everybody down that street has a competition of who's got the most nuts Christmas lights. So my dad used to take me out driving. Yeah, we'd go out in his car, and we'd go around and see who's got the most, like who's gone all out for Christmas. Like there was like inflatable snowmen and yeah. like that kind of thing outside. So I, I kind of did that. I kind of felt like that was doing what my dad used to do, but just for you. Uh, we were just driving around seeing everybody's like Christmas lights. So we yeah. drove like uh, yeah, just about. So that was
2: uh, singing along.
0: Yeah, well, you were singing along. Yeah. Uh, I don't really. Uh, I mean, like I don't mind Christmas songs, but I, I wouldn't really say that they're my. Uh,
1: they're not really your jam, yeah, are they?
0: Yeah. So we did that. That was good. Yeah. Um There's nothing else going on. We've talked a bit about, say, I'm not, I've not had any, we talked about like my, you know, being relaxed and yeah. uh, everything's like calming now with me. Um, you know, apart from, uh, I suppose, my uh, Mass Effect thing that's going on at the moment. But that's. Uh,
1: oh, with your character. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm having some. Old classic obsessive behaviors at the moment, which is nice.
1: We, I, I would say, actually, we've both sort of got. Um, we almost went a little while without having. We had, uh, we each had routines in place, but I don't think we were really special, interesting as much. If that makes sense, I don't know if special interest is the right word, but doing like really burger.
0: Yeah, I mean, every everybody on the spectrum has their. They, they have special interests, right? Everybody's yeah. got something that's their thing that you're into that you uh, you like to do in a way of calming down. You've got something that you're interested in that's, you know, what you're, what you're like. You know, it could be anything. You could be into, like, football or, like, computer games or, you know, certain types of books, certain types yeah. of movies. You could be into all kinds of stuff. And it's the thing you do to relax, to calm yourself down. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you, you do the thing that's your special interest and obviously, uh, like neurotypical people have it as well. But I think for the autism side of us, it kind of, it's not like it turns off your autism, but it kind of, you don't really notice your autism when you're absorbed in your special interest. You uh, you, you kind of feel more relaxed, more calm, more like at peace. The only time you notice that it's weird is when you explain to someone how you do your special interest, I suppose, sometimes. Well, not so much with you, uh, because you like, obviously, you've got your sudoku your rubik's cubes uh you're reading at the moment a a book that uh you're really into actually no i will say that what you're reading at the moment is is a special interest we watched a film and it referenced part of this book where it referenced a certain thing that happened and then and then you did research into it yeah
1: that's that's what i'm talking about so at the moment you're really into mass effect um you've been playing it a lot you've been obsessing over it and you're very into it and same with me so yeah I watched um a film that referenced an event that happened in the past and I've now become a little bit maybe obsessed with the event so I've done a lot of research into it and now I'm reading a book on the event itself yeah I bought you a book
0: it's a really like detailed like thing of it yeah
1: Yeah. So, so that's become sort of my my thing at the moment um, that I'm I'm really into, so we've both got these things that we're really, I would say, almost obsessed with, mm. but it's quite nice because it's been, it's been a while since we've done that, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always felt like I did it to, uh, like, escape from, um, you know, life, the real world, that kind of thing, like, I used to get really into certain computer games, not all computer games, some computer games I just, I can't play i'm not a big gamer but sometimes there's a game that comes along that i get really into it yeah uh, and i play it for hours and hours and hours and it used to mess with my sleep cycles it doesn't anymore anymore because uh, i've kind of got into the habit of doing it but it, you know i used to like when i was younger i used to start playing something from like eight o'clock at night and then i'm playing it till like four in the morning and i haven't realized that it's like four in the morning Like my brain is like just like fully going like it's not slowing down i'm not feeling tired i'm not feeling like worn out Um, Which doesn't sound like it's relaxing, um, but it completely distracts me from everything that I've ever, you know, that I'm worrying about or thinking about. Yeah. And it's not until the second I turn it off that everything comes back again. So so I always felt like when I was younger that I would just repeatedly play the same thing over and over again, like play the same game just as much as I could play it uh, just to um, distract myself. And the only issue with computer games is at some point you complete them. Yeah. And then when that used to happen, I was like genuinely lost. Like I didn't know what to do. I I just, I needed that like feeling again. And if you start again, the whole thing again, I couldn't just do that because I tried that. And then that doesn't make me feel like I, it doesn't feel the same. I don't feel the distraction because I'm not fully absorbed because I kind of know what I'm doing. So I'm kind of like just going through the motions and it's not the same thing. And then I would like try another game and another game and another game until one came along that gave me the same like feeling of like not paying attention to the things that were bothering me
1: which is actually the same way I felt about reading like Mm. you find a book that you really like and then you finish the book and you don't know what to do next yeah I imagine
0: most people when they finish like a book or watch a film they really like they they kind of just go "Ah, that was nice you know that was good but for me I was just like no I'm not I'm too into it now it's become part of my routine it's become like what I do and I can't find anything to fill that space and then things like my executive functioning problems and like that kind of thing, I would then like not sure what to do with myself. I just sit about like thinking about things too much and then becoming too consumed by everything. And uh, yeah, it's it's a weird uh, it's a weird situation to um, to be in, I suppose. But yeah, me and you are doing that at the moment. I don't think it's come of any other reason. Um, like I would say that because it's Christmas and Christmas can be a stressful time of year, especially if you're on the spectrum. Just because of the sheer amount of people that are suddenly moving yeah. about. Like, I mean, obviously people go, come and go as they, like, you know, are outside and shopping and walking around the high streets and whatever all the time anyway. But there's something about Christmas. It kind of seems like there's more people all of a sudden than there's ever been. like, And it's, uh, it's odd and everybody gets a bit... Uh, Frantic. I mean, normally, because I work in a shop, it gets really bad for me because where I work, obviously, because it's retail, like, that's always the worst places to work at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but lucky for me this year, it's it's been dead. Like, it's not been busy at all. We've not had hardly anybody come in the shop to buy stuff. It's not been near the same scale yeah. of busyness that it has been the years before. So uh, I haven't really noticed. Normally, I notice Christmas straight away. I normally get normally, like, panicked and worried and, you know, like buying stuff for people and prepping for this and having to go out for that but this year I kind of like me and you did the meal thing last night but I'm not going on any like staff parties I haven't got a load of friends around like I normally do because they've all left so I haven't got to see them Uh, I'm not really doing presents for anyone so I haven't had to do that which was always like a thing where I can't I can't make myself do it early enough. So I always used to do it last minute. Yeah. Uh, and then that got me worried about like money and buying things and uh, all my other like, like, I've just, I've kind of cut all them out. Which saying like, you haven't got friends to spend time with and you haven't got to do this and haven't do that. I suppose for, if you explain that to anyone else, they just think, well, it's Christmas. Like, you know, you should have all that. Uh, yeah. But for me, that's like, a, it's, I'm saying it like it's a positive. So
2: um. yeah.
1: Like actually both of us so full for Christmas, will be together Mm. we're doing like a christmas dinner together but we uh don't really do sort of seeing anybody which is part of the reason why i like it so much now because it's kind of like a day of just peacefulness i sort of do my own thing and again with what you said about presents i love christmas as in i love the day for myself kind of selfishly i don't really like it for other people. I'm not the person that feels like enjoyment around lots of people or anything like that. So it's very much like a selfish kind of to myself day mm. which I really enjoy. But one thing that I really hate as well is getting presents like you said. So it's been nice this year because I saw my family in November, so I'd sort of done all the presents then. Yeah. Um for them. And we don't get each other anything which well, we haven't this year, which has been great,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've decided not to do that, yeah, <laughs> to take the pressure off both of us for doing that kind of thing,
1: yeah, because I'm terrible at buying presents, so it's just it's just been really yeah really relaxed uh, I love christmas
0: yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a nice one, so i I'm putting down to us like you getting back into the reading properly and yeah. me getting like weird with my computer games in a sort of almost uh, frenzied way that I do get into them. I wouldn't say I do it in the way normal gamers do. Uh, I wouldn't say it's down to needing to escape stuff. I would normally say any other year. Yeah, sure. That's what it is. It's because it's the Christmas period and it's proper like tense. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just what it is. Um, But then that, like, sort of moves us on to today's topic. Because today's topic, we were talking about it last night while we were having dinner, that I want to talk about connections. So I want to talk about connections you make with people. Um, oh
1: yes I wondered what it was
0: so yeah, I've remembered. Yeah, I, I knew you wouldn't know um, <laughs> so like I want to talk about like the connections you make with people uh, and I think starting with the Christmas present thing that's a good good way to start I suppose mm. in a way for you because you said you're terrible at buying Christmas presents it's not that you're terrible about Christmas presents it's that you buy stuff for people that is a really interesting choice I guess is a good way to put <laughs> like, how you do it obviously like most people when they um buy something for someone it's because they know them they know what they are into they know what they like they know what would be good for them whereas for you I don't know it's it's odd because you don't buy stuff for people that you think well you you do think they'd like this and they'd want that and you know that's a really good present for them um and you genuinely are in your head like this is a good good choice and I've made a really good decision here and I've made really good Christmas presents for this person and then when you give it to them it's it's such an odd thing where you just think like what (laughs) why have you picked this yeah and and it's to do with like we were talking about it last night it's to do with like how where like people on the spectrum connect with other people and what I mean by that is when you meet someone new like how you get to know them like what you get to know about them you know what you find out about them as a person what they like what they don't like Uh, and it's one of those things that me and you are really differently contrasting on this, yeah, um we're like the almost opposites on what we do with people uh, an example, I suppose, as a base of this is what you do when you meet people is you well you can explain what you do when you meet people you you get to know them yeah um for the sake of so you can comfortably interact comfortably interact with them
1: yeah, I think that i so i i ask a lot of questions about the other person. And I think I do it for two reasons. I think like the first reason is because I don't want them to ask questions about me. I'm a big deflector. I don't really like people getting to know me. So people will say, oh, like, I don't know, what do you do for a living? And I'll sort of like brush past what I do for a living and then quickly move on to them. And then they'll say what they do. And then I start asking questions about that job. So it's, it's almost like to just keep the conversation off me as much as possible because I don't really like talking about myself um, or giving away too much information. And I don't really know why. But So I ask a lot of questions about them. And I think the other reason I do it is because it's part of my masking is to sort of work out how I'm going to be around this person. So to try and gauge what sort of jokes they like. Are they going to find because my sense of humour is almost like taking it too far, like making you uncomfortable with like, is should, should you have said that? So I try and see like, can I push that? Can I be that sort of sense of humour or should I just not do jokes? Um, and then same with like, I don't know, how. what sort of topics can I talk about? What sort of topics can I not talk about? Um, and it's not that, I think like I do sort of change my personality to fit them, but only to an extent. So it's not a case of, well, they, I don't know, like obviously I'm uh, I'm trying to think of something. I'm vegan, so if I talk to someone and they are kind of mocking that, it's not that I'll change myself to be like, oh yeah, like I don't like vegans either. But I would just probably maybe not bring it up as much like try and keep it more like low instead of discussing it yeah or um if someone's i don't know if someone really hates reading and i i really like reading instead of being like oh yeah i hate reading too i would just be like oh okay and then sort of move on to something else like i think i try and Just find like common interests and then really play on them. So if they like something that I like, it might not be my favourite thing. I'll almost like make it like, oh, yeah, I I do really like that. And sort of bring that to the forefront of how we're going to connect with each other.
0: Yeah, whereas um, I suppose like a lot of people do that. When you say it like that, like, and I think it's one of the reasons why you went so long without being diagnosed or being noticed as autistic. Yeah. Because I would say that's quite a normal thing to do when you're yeah. talking to someone to ask them about themselves and find out more about them. But I think like, because I know like Emily, um, she she does that too. Yeah. She asks a lot of questions about people. She'll find out as much as she can about when she talks to them. But she doesn't do it for any reason. So she just does it because that's how conversations happen. That's how conversations go. So she asks the things that she's supposed to ask because that's what you do it. Whereas I think the difference is, uh for you and obviously others like you, is you're consciously, while you're talking to them, lining up the next question.
2: Yeah, I do. To
0: ask them, then do this, then ask that, then ask this. Do you know what I mean? Which is I think for a lot of people when they have conversations, it's a it's a natural thing. Like the conversation just naturally goes that way
1: what i think i think i've got it's almost like the way i picture it in my head when i talk to people and this is actually like an image that comes into my head quite a lot it's like having a wardrobe (laughs) and i it's like on all the hangers in the wardrobe are like a different sort of like personality suit to put on like there's like a, a really girly one and then there's a really um like so there's there's like a really girly one there's also like I guess for lack of a better word like a blokey one right like there's there's one that's more like yeah I'll talk about that and then there's a really um I I don't know there's a slightly posher one I know I'm not posh but like a posher one then there's probably like a less posh one as well I, I feel like there's all these different outfits of like different personalities to put on and I sort of Whilst talking to someone, I sift through and find like what the right one is. Yeah. And then that's what I go with. There's like a really shy one that doesn't talk. There's a more outgoing one as well that can be put on. And it really does depend on the person as to what I go for. But yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Because that's like an actual image that comes into my head of like, oh, okay, I can wear... It's almost like I can be shy and really feminine. Or like I can be quite outgoing and really feminine or I could just be, do you know know what I mean? Like it's almost like a mix and match of outfits, but I, I have to pick which ones I'm going to be. There's, there's me who I am when I'm in my flat, like when I'm being myself, Mm. but that's definitely not what I am outside of the flat with anybody. Apart from with you and like when I talk on the podcast, which even then, like, I'm very honest on the podcast, but you don't really see my personality. But, well, you do a bit. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But, but, um, like, there's how I am around you, which is very myself. It's very burgery. But I always have to put on an outfit of non-burger when I go out. And I have to come up with which outfit it's going to be, depending on who I'm talking to. Like, at work, it's obviously a more professional me than around friends yeah and it, it really is dependent on the situation as to as to what I'm gonna be but I definitely don't have like a an outside personality that is like for everyone it depends like it does really depend on who I'm talking to
2: yeah
0: um yeah I mean that, that makes sense but I guess you don't know why you because obviously you have to do it in a way so that people don't Find out too much about you, um, but I feel like that all kind of ties into. I mean, you didn't know you were autistic until like a couple of years ago, but um you know, there is a good chance that you knew there was something like that you would consider different or weird about you, so you didn't want people digging too deep with you because they might find out it that yeah. there is something a bit odd. Um, like you still do it now, but I guess now it's got a name. But I am sure it was the same when you were younger that you did it. Um, so that no one would work out that you were not the same as them yeah but then I don't know do you feel like you like because then like obviously because we're doing about like connecting with people do you feel like because you're asking all these questions about them and you're finding out as much about them as possible do you find that a lot of people feel like they've made like a genuine connection with you but you are really just doing it for the sake of you know hiding your own what you class as weirdness from them um and you don't really feel like you have connected because you've just kind of gone on like a fact finding mission. But I mean, do you take it on board the things they've said about themselves or do you just kind of store that away in your head somewhere? So when you put on the the outfit from the wardrobe, yeah. you then put that information with the outfit so you know how to behave. Because obviously initially when you first start talking to them, you don't know what person to be because you don't know what they're like. So you have to find out base bits first so you can make like a guess on what to behave like and then go from there
1: yeah I think that is I remember it all so it's not like I it goes in and then I forget it I remember all the stuff people say but I don't think it's a connection because I don't take on I don't really think like what does that mean about them I listen to it and I think what does that mean about me around them yeah that's how I do it and I think that's why so like so bring it back to what we said about Christmas presents. Mm. And it's interesting because we are the complete opposite in basically in, in this. But I will take I will listen to what people say and work out how that means that I should be around them. But I don't really work out what that means about them as a person. They'll tell me what they like, but I don't think, OK, so they like this. I just think, OK, so that means that I should like this. And it's kind of like that for me. So when it comes to buying people presents, I actually am just completely lost because I don't really work out what who they are as a person. I have only worked out who I am around them. So I'm terrible at buying presents because I don't, even though I know all this information about them, it's not really so I know anything about them. It's, it's a... just so I know about me it's... around them
0: such an asperger thing yeah like you've learned all this stuff about them yeah um and you know them in a certain way but you can't transfer that in a way to know that person really who they are yeah you've just got a series of facts about them but you you haven't been able to like work out what kind of person they might be or really know someone you can just like they've done this they've done this they've done this they've been here um but then you can't take that information and go, well, if they keep going to something like this, and this is the second time they've done this, that says this about them. And because they've been here and they yeah, spoke no. to that person, that says that about them. And then you take all that information and you like, this is what kind of person they are. You can't do that. It's, no. it's, it's so weird. It's kind of like you've got the, you've got all this information about them, but you don't have the, I don't know, like catalyst or whatever, the thing that pulls it all together that says this is who they are. You haven't got that. This is just, yeah, no. it's just a series of things that you know that you've spoke about them before that you've had conversations with about and that kind of thing. And you can tell that because obviously when you do do something like buy someone a birthday present or a Christmas present, you take what you know about them and that makes you pick, you know, what to get them. But for you, the, when you have just solely without asking anyone, what should I get them? And you've just gone out there and done the thing that you think you're supposed to get. You've then just the 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 outcome of it is so random. Like yeah, I
1: mean, I I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but basically, the first time I bought you Christmas presents, it was a couple of years ago, and I got you a load of musical instruments. Yeah, <laughs> like it made no sense. It had nothing to do with you.
0: Yeah, and I like I didn't I didn't <laughs> mind them. It was just it was weird because they weren't normal instruments either. <laughs> it's not like you bought me like I don't know, I'm trying to, like do, like a like a guitar or something. <laughs> They were really weird instruments, and like I don't play instruments. No. I've got a banjo, but you've never seen me play it. No. Um, but like it's it's just it's interesting because I don't really I'm not really musical. Uh, and then I opened like all these presents, and there was like one that was the only way to describe it is it's like a hollow wooden tube <laughs> that's got like this metal. It's like a metal cable coming out the top of it, and when you shake the wooden tube, the cable does a noise that sounds like thunder. And they were kind of sensory, I suppose, in a way. But you didn't just buy me that one. You bought me like three or four of them. I think
1: i got about five. Yeah.
0: And they were just a selection of weird sound making instruments.
1: Yeah. And I think it's because I knew that you had Asperger's. Yeah. You told me that like that came with like sensory things. Yeah. But instead of me really knowing like what that meant about you, I knew that... When it came to, like, noises, I like making, like, creating noise. I'm not, like, I'm not a musical person, but I know that, for me, that means I like creating noise. So I just went, okay, instruments, easy. But I didn't actually think about, like, you as a person. Mm. I was just thinking about me.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't tie that in there where you just think, does he like playing musical instruments? Does he have a collection Mm. of musical instruments? Is he someone that's considered musical? Yeah, um or have you ever heard me make noises with random stuff? No. Do you know what I mean? Like have you ever seen me like just pick up something that's not really an instrument and then try and use it as an instrument? Yeah. Um but that's like it's fine. Like I, I, I always find I always like getting presents from you because uh it's always interesting to uh like see what, what you're gonna come up with. But obviously for everybody else, like when it comes to like Christmas and that kind of thing is they get a present from you. And obviously I always say all the time that when it's Christmas, most people, even if it's a really weird present and they're not sure why it's been, you know, bought for them, they they have to be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, because it's Christmas. So like, you can always kind of get away with it. That's one of the things that I've always liked about Christmas in a sense is even if you get something for someone that they don't really want, uh, it doesn't matter because uh, it's Christmas. So they got to, you know, they got to be into it. Yeah. Uh, unless you're one of those families that are, like, too honest. Like, I have known some families like that, that when they've got a present where they've just gone, what is this? Like, yeah. what's going on? Like? But that's that's rare. But, yeah, it's just interesting because you you do these things and you do the things that looks like you're making a connection. And I imagine there's loads of people out there that think, oh, yeah, you know, Scarlett's, like, a good friend. She knows loads about me. Like, you know, we're really friendly. We're really chatty. Like, she's asked me loads of things about myself. She seemed genuinely interested you know that kind of thing but then they don't realize that you're doing it for different reasons you're just doing it because if you didn't do it your interactions with people would be really uncomfortable and you wouldn't know what to do or what to say or how to be but then I guess if I asked those same people that say that you know you've talked loads and you've talked about like personal stuff and you know each other if I said to them yeah but what do you know about Scarlet really like tell me something about her that you know um Imagine most of the same people would just be like, wait a minute, I don't actually know much about her. Because you say you quite, you sort of don't tell people things about yourself. You tell people basic stuff, like, I've got a sister, or things like that. But the things that other people have told you that you've asked about, you don't ever then give them your version of the same thing, you know? What were we talking about the other day? We were talking about something where you ask loads of questions about somebody's something, and then they you realise that they don't know anything about you in the same way. You don't give much out about yourself.
1: No, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but yeah.
0: They, you know all this stuff about them, but like if they ever took the time to think about it, they'd be like, wait a minute, but I know nothing about her.
1: Even like with you, when we first met, I asked... Well, not when we first met, because I'm quite uh, closed off for a bit while I work out who I'm going to be. Mm. But when we would talk at work, I asked you a lot of questions about you. Yeah. So sometimes we would work together and we'd be on a close and it would just be like the two of us on a close together. And I used to ask you a lot of questions about you and also a lot of questions about Emily, because uh, at the time she was a paramedic Mm. and I know she still sort of does, but has another job. But um, at the time, like being a paramedic, I thought there's loads of things I can ask about that. That's very, there's it's interesting. We can go into that. So I used to ask a lot of questions about you and a lot of questions about Emily because I knew how to ask questions about that. It was interesting. But I don't think I, you ever knew anything about me.
0: No, I mean, but then that's like, this is the opposite of, like I said, me and you were contrasting on this. I don't ask people questions about anything. Yeah. Um, we were discussing this yesterday that... Loads of, There's loads of people that I know very little about, but have known them for years. Yeah. Um, it's always something I always notice when me and Emily would talk to people or meet people is she'd talk to someone like I'd introduce as like a work friend or someone I've known for a long time. And then after like 10, 15 like, minutes of her talking to them, she already knows more about them as a person than I've learned in like six years. Yeah. And it's because I, there's no part of me that thinks I should ask about that or... You know find out more about them I've never done it it's something I don't do so when I talk to people I'm more either keep the conversation to you know stuff like oh did you watch this or you know what's going on here I always kind of keep it on like current events or um, do you know what I mean? like things that are happening now I never really go into people's pasts at all I never ask people about things about their past I never to talk about them like What they were like as a child, you know, what what did they do at school, you know. If somebody is married, when did you get married? You know, if somebody's got a girlfriend or boyfriend, I'm not like, when did you meet them? Or how did you meet them? Or how long have you two been together? Like, I don't ask people, like, their age. I don't ask people anything. So it's, my conversations with people never do that. I just talk about kind of, like, things that have no real, like...
2: Meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like, have you watched this? Or uh, have you ever played that? You know, have you seen that, you know, or like I'll do new stuff. Have you seen that this is happening now? Yeah. Um, And then they'll be like, yeah, it's awful. You know, that kind of thing. But then I don't, I don't ever go to all my stuff with anybody is too, um, there's no substance to the things I talk about with people. I've never gone into too much detail with anyone. And that's not like with a friend thing. Like that's the same with like family, everyone. I don't really know anything about it. We were talking about it yesterday when we were having dinner. We were talking about like comparisons of like family And as I was talking to you, I've realized that even like with my own parents, I don't know like how they met, where they met. I don't know when they got married. I don't know where they got married. Um, I'm not really sure how old either one of them is or what year either one of them were born. Yeah. Um, I don't. there's, There's so much stuff. Like, I don't know where they grew up. I don't know where they went to school. And like, that's my actual like parents. And I've realized it's because I've never asked. Like, I'm sure if I asked my brother... He'd know all that. But it's yeah. the same with my brother. Like, with my brother props the stuff that I know happened while me and him were together. Anything that's happened when I wasn't there, I couldn't tell you. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, uh, what subjects he did in school. You know, when you pick your own subjects. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, like, who his best friend was in school. I couldn't tell you, like, what he did at uni. I know kind of roughly what he did. I don't know what the company he works for now is. I don't know what job he does now. Um it's-
1: actually crazy yeah
0: it's it's weird and that's the same with everyone I know for some reason I've never asked people these questions I never really connect with people in that way like there are connections with me and my family obviously like I don't feel like you need to know all that stuff to have a real connection oh yeah I just don't know who people really are you know
1: yeah which it's weird because yeah we're, we're the opposite I know loads like loads of stuff but again like it's well, obviously, with with family, it's not like I I know all this stuff, but I don't actually know them. Like, I, obviously, I know more about my family as people than some per- like random person that I've met a couple of times. Yeah. But again, like, it's not that I learn all of or know all of this information to make a connection. Yeah. So, in the, in a sense, we're very similar in that we don't make connections with people, but. It, it's weird because I try and learn loads about the person to try and make it seem like there's a connection I suppose that isn't really there whereas you you don't
0: oh yeah I just I don't do it I don't ask um there's no it's not that I'm not interested there's just it doesn't feel like the things I know about people, I do know some stuff about people and their past and things they've done, but not because I've asked them. Yeah. It's just they've brought it up. Like and that's including like girlfriends and like people I've been in relationships with. There's very little I know about them like pre before they met me. So before they met me, I don't know anything about them yeah. unless they've just happened to tell me. Like I'm not sure like how many of the relationships they've been in. Like, I don't know anything about, like, if they've got siblings, unless I've met one of them. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I don't really know anything. I don't really work out, like, girlfriends' parents' real names, unless it's been repeated several times. But I never ask. I never go, oh. I never say, like, how old are your parents? Or what's your parents' first names? Do you know what I mean? I just tend to go, your mom, or your dad's on the phone, or your parents coming down. I tend to use, like, stuff like that. So uh, I, I don't know stuff. But then it's... It's weird. One of the things I discovered, what did we discover recently? I was talking to my dad and uh, it turns out that I have never knew my dad's dad, so my granddad on my dad's side, I never knew his first name. Yeah. Um, I made up a first name that I was convinced was his actual first name and it wasn't till like this year when I was talking to my dad and I said, oh yeah, you know, well his name was this and my dad was just like, No. That wasn't his name. Yeah. And I don't know where I'd got that name from. I just made it up and then um my dad told me his real name and I can't tell you what it is now. All I can remember is the fake name that I gave him. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's just it's that. That's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, just it's an odd it's crazy. But I don't really think about it until we started talking about it yesterday. But I don't really know anyone. So anyone I've ever met, I don't really know them. I know the odd thing about them, but I don't really know them. Um and I think it's because for me, we've talked about this before, I have the whole, the way I interact with people, I don't do the thing that you do, where I distract from myself and talk about them as the only way I can interact with people. I do this thing where, and I've I've mentioned it, but it's really hard to explain. So I'm going to try and briefly explain it. But I do this thing where everybody has the same face to me. So everybody has the same face. Everybody has about I would say, really, I can't put an exact number on it, but let's, for the sake of this conversation, say that, for me, there's only 12 faces that exist in the world. And everybody's got one of these 12 faces. And one each one of these faces has a personality that I attach to that face. So when I meet them, if they've got the face that matches it, I go, well, this face has this personality, so that's who they are. Yeah. And I do that with everyone. And so I don't need to get to know them, because the second I see their face, I... Already know what they're like. Because I've already got a predetermined personality for them. And then that's how I interact with them. So I don't ever feel like I need to ask them these questions. Because in my head I'm convinced that I already know who they are. So I don't need to find out stuff about them. So then I don't. And my interactions seem normal. And I can talk to them. uh, And then it's fine. And as far as like people getting to know me go. I kind of only give out stuff that... I really don't care if people know. So for me, I kind of just throw out stuff that sometimes isn't true. Uh, so there have been times where I've said things about myself that isn't true at all. Yeah. To certain people that have a certain like way of being because I don't want them to know actual things about me. And then to others, what I'm saying is true about myself. But um, it's stuff that I think like, oh, it doesn't really matter anyway if they know or don't know the truth. But I kind of pick and choose what I say and what I don't say. Um, but yeah, because of that, I've, I've never really thought about how I've never really like connected with someone in that way. I've never really known someone and I wouldn't say that anyone's really ever known me yeah. like, in that way. Um, but yeah, once again, it's, it's not something that I feel like I'm missing out on. I've spoke to a lot of like neurotypical people that that's what they want. You know, when they're in a relationship, their family know them best. You know, their, yeah. their wife knows them best. Their best friends, you know, really know them as people. Yeah. Um, and I know that for a lot of people, that's important because you need to have that connection. But like it, it wasn't, I mean, this topic in general, I'm not saying it like because I wish I could do that. We were just having a conversation last night and I just thought, oh, that's weird. Um, but then that's it. That's as much as it is. I don't really give it much more thought than that. I don't feel like I'm missing out on something. And it's one of those things that's common with having autism, I think, is you tell people the stuff you can't do or haven't done. And, you know, they're like, oh, that's so sad. Or that's that kind of thing. But I always kind of feel like because you've never had it, you don't really think, like, oh, I imagine that's nice or, you know, that's good. And I'm not really great at, like, Trying to picture something that I don't understand. Yeah. You know, like trying to hypothetically imagine what it was like to have the same connections that people have with people. I don't think like, oh, I wonder what that was like. Because I have no idea what that's like. So yeah. um, it's not something that I'm like yearning for or thinking, oh, I wish I could do that. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because obviously, even though we go about it in different ways, we are very similar in that not really caring for connections with people like true connections um and really friendships um it's not something that it is kind of like there's a lot of acquaintances and um I have acquaintances but like from what I hear neurotypical people describe as friendships I don't really have that and it's not something that I really seek. I actually really don't seek any interaction with with people in general. It's not something that I'm after. I am much more satisfied in myself just sort of being around myself. And I don't know if that's why, because I, I know you feel very similarly. I don't know if that's, I don't like how I said that, similarly. I, do, I don't... um. I don't know if that's why we don't seek to make those connections if I don't because I don't think it's a conscious decision, but maybe it's a subconscious. We don't try to make those connections because it's not something that we feel drawn to. Uh, Again, it may be subconsciously, but I think for a lot of neurotypical people, friendship is is quite an important thing or just relationships in general with other people is quite fundamental um, in in life they you know, they get lonely. So they want to hang out with friends. When people's relationships end, if they, if they were in a romantic relationship with someone, you always hear um, people say, oh, they're, well, they need to, you know, hang out with their friends, hang out with their family, they need to be around people to help them. Whereas for me, if, if a romantic relationship was to end, or when they have ended in the past, I've never felt that urge to well, I need to go out and spend time with these people then, I've always just thought, well, I guess I'll just be on my own then. Because it doesn't really make a difference to me if I'm if I'm on my own or not. In fact, it's probably preferable. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's made me think. I mean, neither, neither one of us has... A long-term friend we've no. not got someone that we've been friends with forever no I've got people that I was friends with as a child that I then didn't see after a certain point and then I got friends when I was doing you know, like when I was in college I had friends in there but then once college was over I didn't have them anymore and you know kind of as I've changed each thing I've been I had friends all the way through uni but then once uni was over don't see them anymore um and you know, same with work, I used to have friends at work that I used to see outside of work, um but I've kind of stopped that now. I don't really do that anymore now i've kind of just when people want to go out and do stuff, I just say uh, now I'm all right um so I only see them in the workplace, but I'm wondering if that's why we've never had long term friends is because of the whole connection thing, yeah, because we've never really had a connection with them there's no real like need to continue. The friendship, you know, like how, uh, I don't know if you ever had it, but you've ever had like a friend who you haven't seen in a while because for some reason you just haven't like, they've gone, done something else, you've done something else and yeah. then they like message you yeah, out of the blue. Hey, you know, just been thinking of something, reminded me of you, what you've been up to, you know? And like for me, when I get those messages, I always think like, oh, this is weird. Uh, what, yeah, Uh Why the messaging means so my message back is never like, Oh, it's been a me. you know, I haven't seen you in ages. That was a good time. What have you been doing too? I kinda of reply to people like I spoke to them yesterday, even if it's been years. Yeah. I kinda of, they go, Hey, what's going on? I just hadn't thought about this and that kind of thing. I tend to reply with, Yeah, nothing much. What's what's going on with you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't really do the whole like making a big thing out of the fact we haven't spoken to them and I and I don't know if that is related to the fact that there was never really like a thing there. Uh, yeah. like between us. So it I don't, I don't ever feel like I never really think about people like friends that I haven't seen for years. I, I, I'll i talk about them sometimes. So Sometimes I'm talking to you and I mention someone that I was friends with in school. But then after I've done it, I don't then think like, oh, I wonder what they're doing now. Like it doesn't enter my head. I had a best friend like all the way through primary school and all the way through secondary school. Uh, and then the second we both turned 16 and went to different colleges. That's the last time I ever spoke to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, th- I'm 34 now i have no idea where they are what yeah. they're doing anything like that but it doesn't ever enter my head uh, i don't ever think like oh, i wonder where they are now or oh they were like a good laugh maybe i should message them again you know see what's going on or that kind of thing or when i do go back home to see family um i don't think like oh i haven't seen them in ages yeah, you yeah know, so maybe i'll just pop in and see what they're up to i don't feel that and i don't know if that is because there's no there was never any like real connection there in the same way that neurotypical people feel the connection, that you don't feel like something's missing now. I don't... I've never understood it. I mean, I'm probably explaining it wrong. And if you are neurotypical and listening to this, you probably understand way more what I'm trying to explain than I do. There's something there that when you connect with someone, there's like a... It, it's something, I want to say, when you connect with someone, there's a connection, but that's stupid. But like, do you no, know what you, I mean? Yeah, I know what you do mean. Do you mean like, you, you, there's always that thing there, you'll always remember them no matter what and like yeah. you think about them sometimes or in some cases, you just end up being their friend for like forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, we were talking about like when we went to my brother's wedding, there were people there that, knew my brother years ago yeah. and haven't seen him in a while because he left when he knew them like he's moved but he's still been in touch he still messages him still calls them if he goes back he might meet up with them and they still came to his wedding Yeah. whereas I think like if I was getting married I don't know who I'd invite Yeah. Um, like because I do feel like I haven't made any effort to stay in contact with anyone so it would be odd for me to invite people that I went to school with just for the appearance of a normal wedding because why would they come to that?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, it is very interesting because like you say, it's the exact same with me. I had friends when I lived at home that I saw because that was the thing to do. And I, I always kept it very small. I always had very small friends. They were part of a bigger group, but I only made sort of friendships with very few people, kind of two or three people, I think I had what would be classed as a real friendship with um but then the second that I moved away to go to university well that sort of, that just stopped and it didn't occur to me to continue with that and anytime that I've gone and met friends for you know when you meet them for a coffee or for lunch or something like that it's never been because I've wanted to and it's not like I get there and I don't like it or I have a bad time but I don't feel the urge to do it, they they say it and I think I will go to that because that's normal, that's what you're supposed to do, that's how I keep my masking and that's why I do it, it's the same with, it. when I go, I live quite far away from my family it's the same as when I go to see my family I go there because well really I go there because they want to see me and it's not I actively don't want to see them. It's not that. It's just I'm so settled in the life that I have, where I am now, that's far away from them, that it doesn't really occur to me to go and see them. Mm. Uh, again, like, it's not a uh, I don't want to or anything like that. It's just it doesn't occur to me. Like, the thought doesn't come into my head. Whereas I noticed when I was at uni, I noticed a lot of people go, oh, like, I uh, I, I kind of want to go home and I don't know, like see my mum and see my my brother or whatever they that would be things that they'd want to do because they missed them and they'd say that like oh i miss i'm missing my parents quite a lot at the moment so i'm gonna go home this weekend to see them i never have that i don't miss people there was never any part of me that missed my family and i don't now when i go and see them i i get there and then i think oh this is all right actually it's nice it's nice seeing them like this is nice but it's not something that I crave or I seek. It's just I do it because I'm supposed to. And then when I get there, I think this is quite nice, and I, I'm it's nice to see you. And it is, but it's not something that I need, you know, in the run up to. If that if that makes sense. Or the same with when they come to visit me, I don't invite them to come visit me because like I really want to see them. They'll just say, oh, we were thinking about coming down, and I think, yeah, okay. And then when they do come down and I meet them, it's nice. And it's nice to see them. But it's not, I don't feel like that sense of relief or like, oh, it's glad that I've seen them because it's been a while or anything like that. Um, and it's the same with friendships. It's just not, it's, it's so hard to describe because in that that sounds like, well, I hope that doesn't sound like that I don't care about them. It's not that. It's just I don't have this urge to, to see people, to maintain these sort of, friendships. I don't have it with anyone. I never have. If I never saw another person again for the rest of my life, I don't know that it would impact me in the way that I think it would with a lot of people. A lot of people get lonely and they need to see people and they have this drive. Whereas that doesn't happen to me. I don't need that. I never think like, oh, it would be nice to hang out with some people today. I never think I want to... Say, like, I want to go somewhere for lunch because I really like the food. I never, never think, oh, I really want to go there for lunch. Oh, it would be really nice to go with this person. I would always think, okay, so I'll go there for lunch by myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, it never comes into my head to make it a social thing. Oh, I really fancy a walk. Maybe I'll see if this person wants to go. I'd just go on my own.
0: Yeah, that's like me in the cinema. Yeah. Um, I would say that most of the time I go on my own if I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, Because... I don't think about inviting someone, but then you could, uh, I think it's weird because I just kind of want to go watch the film, uh, so I don't know that bringing someone with me would be a good idea because they'll want to catch up. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, and I just want to go see the film. I don't mind going to the cinema with people that I see all the time because you know there's not really any catch up there. You're just going to watch the movie. Um, but if I haven't seen someone for a while, then like we should go to the cinema. I'm just like, okay, I'll make sure I pick a film I don't want to see.
2: yeah but like
0: do you think that that is down to a connection thing do you like you said like say you were in a weird situation where you were the only person left um do you think like obviously for people that aren't on the spectrum that they seek the connection with other humans and therefore that's why they start feeling like loneliness and like that kind of thing um and do you think it's the way you have mentioned about your family and like friends and that kind of thing do you think it's because you don't I don't even know if you make that connection. So say like you are on the spectrum and you're listening to this and you do connect with people in the way that we're talking about. Do you feel the thing that, from what I'm guessing from neurotypical people I've spoke to about it, that they get from it? Because they get something from it. There's there's some sort of, it's hard to explain. I don't know if it's like a fulfillment or a good feeling. I'm, I'm assuming it is because if it was a bad feeling, you wouldn't keep doing it. But like, do you think like the connection that, people make is they crave it they need it you know they um they they want that like bond with someone and it's not just you know your partner or your family they want it with like friends and you know that kind of thing there's loads of people I know that have best friends and they're like I couldn't be without my best friend you know I need that person to share stuff with and talk about and that kind of thing whereas obviously for you you just know facts about people it's kind of like knowing facts about Doing like certain types of animals or you know yeah. certain types of trees, like you just know facts about various people that you know, but there's not really like a a thing there. And I'm not even saying it's a bad thing because like obviously, when you explain this stuff out loud, like we are doing, it sounds bad sometimes. It does, yeah. It sounds like what we're saying is really like Ugh, we don't need people, you know, and it's like anything. But it's hard to explain. It's just, it is one of the ways that, and it's not the same for everybody. So obviously if you are listening to this, because I know there's some people that listen to this that are neurotypical and are in a relationship with somebody on the spectrum or are related to someone on the spectrum and they listen to this as a way to try and understand the other person better. If they're the same as us with this whole connection thing, it doesn't mean that like we don't really like them and it's an inconvenience when they want to come around and any of that kind of stuff. There's just... There's something there that you you don't realize it's missing. You just listen to other people talk and you listen to other people's life experiences and the things they want and the things they're looking for. And then you make the comparison to yourself and you just you realize that you're not looking for that uh, and you have no urge for that because the thing that it must. You know, give the thing you get from doing it, you wouldn't get that anyway. Therefore, you think, why would I do this? You know, what's what's the what's the thing here? And that's just how it is. I, I would say that, like, with all my friends, I've never really had, like, a genuine connection. We've never really been... The people that have referred to me as their best friend, and even though I've mentioned it on this episode, that I had a best friend, don't really know what that means. I guess a better term for me was main friend. I had a main friend. Yeah. And then, like, some, like, other people. Um, and, yeah, it's just that weird, like, thing that people get that I've never really understood.
1: Well, also, like, I know that it's not the case for um, for all people on the spectrum in the same way that I know it's not the case for all neurotypical people. I know that there are neurotypical people out there who also feel very similarly to what we've discussed. Yeah. But I know that there are people on the spectrum that have talked quite a, a lot about loneliness, and we have been asked to do an episode on loneliness, which may be one that we do, Um but yeah, I know that there are people on the spectrum that do actually really seek that connection. And in some cases, it's almost like the complete opposite to us in that they seek a really strong connection. And when they meet people, they want a really intense connection. Not that it's only one extreme or the other. There's obviously yeah. in between as well. But I'm just saying there are people that have the that. But for for me, and I know for you as well, it's just not.
0: Yeah, like that's the there is there's always going to be the opposite. That's the thing that I always liked about autism in general. Like none of this stuff that we say is uh, this is how it is, and this is yeah. how is autism works. Yeah, for everyone, it's, it's you know, so because
1: different for everybody. I
0: also know there's a lot of people on the spectrum that have what neurotypical people have, but they have a really strong version of it. So yeah, you're probably right. There are probably people out there that are autistic that need strong connections with everyone and have strong connections with everybody and. It might be overwhelming. I'm sh- I've I've known people that are on the spectrum that have got into relationships with people, and then that relationship has hen has ended because the person that was on the spectrum was just too much, yeah, too soon. Do you know what I mean? Like they just went in it full in. Do you know what I mean? Like they they're like I'm interested in everything to do with this person, and I feel like a really good bond with this person, and I really like this person, and then the other person's just like, wow, this is pretty intense. Um, but you've just got to kind of see it as like don't apply, I guess, the same. Logic as anyone else, they're not like clingy or that kind of thing. It's just that's how they are. You know, in some ways, that person has become the special interest of that person on the spectrum, and they just want to know everything about you, and they like you, and then that kind of thing. But it's not in the same way that if you met somebody else doing it, you'd think like, whoa, like slow down a little bit here. It's just that's just how some people are. They just like, I really like this person. I need to know everything about them. I want to know everything about them. I want to listen to everything they say. I want to be around them all the time. I want to like, do you know what I mean? I just want to be with that person constantly because they're so like interesting and I find everything about them that kind of way. Like that does happen yeah. with people on the spectrum as well. Like, and I'm not talking about like just romantic relationships. They have that with friends where they have somebody that they meet that they're friends with and then they just they kind of become obsessed with them in the same way they become obsessed with a thing. But it's not in a, it's it's hard to explain. Like, okay, you've just got to, Obviously, if you're not comfortable with that, you're not comfortable with that. But I suppose if you know someone that's on the spectrum, you've just got to realize that that's, that's just how they are. They can't really, like, control it in some yeah. way. They can try, but it's difficult. It's like if I went out there and tried to get a best friend, tried to make myself connect yeah. with someone to the point where there's a genuine connection. I can't force it. I can I can do it, but it would just be one of those things that I'd be like, this is pointless because no matter what I try, it's going to be the same result at the end of it because I just feel like there's that part of me that just isn't there. Yeah. Uh, And trying to explain that is weird. Like I I remember like having conversations with Emily all the time about it, where she was convinced that I could learn because there's other things I've learned to do that in theory I shouldn't be able to do, but have taught myself to do for the sake of, you know, interacting and being about in the, in the world that she'd just be convinced that I could force something if I just kept doing it. Or if she explained to me how it worked, I'd be able to visualize it and do it. But yeah, I think this is one of those things where I'm not sad that I don't have like a best friend and I don't look at like people that have got those connections with people and think, I wish I had that. Yeah. I just kind of think I'm different. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't feel upset about it. I don't feel sad about it you know, don't feel sad for me because it's not there. Like, it's it's fine. It's just uh, this, this topic in general, I'm not explaining it as a sort of, like, weakness or a yeah. problem with people on the spectrum. It's just this is one of those things that, for me, this is how it works, but I'm not... I don't feel like I've lost anything and I don't feel like people that know me should feel sad for it, you know? Yeah.
1: Equally, like I said, it's not um, like a... Because you don't make the connections and because you don't actively seek hanging, uh, hanging out with people or spending time with people, it doesn't mean that you hate doing it when it happens. So I don't actively seek spending time with people. But like we've mentioned before, um, like Emily, for example, um, we go for coffee with her and her partner. I don't not enjoy that. I like it when we're there, but if it were to stop, I wouldn't think, well, we need, like, I need to, I I need to see them. I need to maintain that friendship. But it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it while I'm, while I'm doing it. Same with, like I said, I don't actively seek out going and visiting my family. But when I do it, I still, I I get there and I think, oh, I'm having, I'm having a good time. So it's not like I, I don't enjoy it while I'm in it. It's just, if it were to stop, I, it wouldn't be something that I would then actively seek I think that's just worth mentioning because if if people are listening and think oh, I've I've like got a friend who's on the spectrum does that mean they don't like seeing me no it doesn't necessarily mean that it just might mean that it it's not something that they would seek but it doesn't mean that they don't enjoy it yeah I think the, that's kind of important to mention
0: yeah nothing in their head says to them go go see that person yeah what are they up to and that kind of thing but it, you know like if you know someone and they've not spoke to you in a while and you think like oh what's going on because we've had people message me other people message you before saying that they do they even care they don't message me they don't talk to them it's just that it doesn't occur to them to do it yeah um, but then when you message them they just think like oh get the message like yeah. I haven't been talking to you for months like why are you talking to me now they just think oh hi you all right like you're know, yeah. anything kind of do you want to go do something yeah sure but it's just There's none of that. This is what I mean. Like, it's one of those things I've never understood. I don't know if that's how it works for a lot of the neurotypical people is they just suddenly like go, oh, you know, so and so. I haven't seen them in ages. Oh, give them a call. I don't know if that's how it works. And they just suddenly like something in them goes, you need to talk to them now. It's time. And they just go, yeah, I'm going to talk to them now. I don't know if that's how it works. Like, so I'm like, it's a massive guess that that's how it works for them. And then like me and you, I don't ever think, oh, I haven't spoke to them in ages. I'll give yeah. them a call. Like it, it, the thought doesn't enter my head. But then if they ring me, I'll answer the phone and be like, you right?
1: Yeah. You know what I always find really strange because I do it, but then I never follow through with the this action. Is I've had people before, had it not long, well, about a year ago, so quite a while ago. But someone that I used to know messaged me because they went, oh, I was just thinking about that time that you, and then like mentioned a, a, an event that happened in the past. Do you remember that? And I was thinking, yeah, I do, but why why are you messaging me to discuss it? How strange. Like I do that all the time. I think about, oh, I remember that time at school that me and this person did this. But I never then think I'm going to message them about it because what's what's the point? And I still now even saying it, I don't understand why people would message me to say that. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't I don't feel the need to discuss it.
0: Like I said, I think it's just I think this this is one of those things that definitely differentiates the those on the spectrum to those that aren't is things like this where that urge or that feeling comes in and you think oh I'm going to do this and it's just not there yeah. it doesn't it doesn't come to me so I don't do it um and obviously yeah if you don't know uh, and even people that know I'm on the spectrum if they don't know that's one of the things about me because obviously I haven't told them um they just think oh well, you don't care like you know what I mean like we yeah. were we were friends for years and uh he, he couldn't maybe he, he don't message me he don't know what's going on he doesn't ask me do you mean that's like, people just think like i could message them but it's not like they've tried to message me and then that's it they think that i've just been like yeah i didn't really like you anyway
1: yeah it's uh it's interesting but it's interesting that we go about it different ways because obviously i do ask a lot of questions and i don't know if that's almost like false advertising <laughs> like i make it seem like i'm really wanting a connection that i'm Maybe not. I don't know.
0: Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously I have people that I've made friends with. But you think if I never ask questions about them, and never found anything out about them. And I've never done that. You think, why would people be friends with me? But some people like that about me in the sense of I don't pry or do you mean like they've, they've, they're having a hard time of something. Like they'll come in and I'll see them and they'll be upset about something. And I'm not asking them about it. I'm not saying why are you upset or what's going on. I'm treating them like whatever's happening isn't happening. And most times it's because I haven't picked up on what's happening. But, like, sometimes I just think, like, well, I'm not asking because uh, you'd tell me if you wanted me to know. And some people find that about me, like, reassuring is that if they're having a tough time of things, I'm not going to make them talk about it. If anything, I will talk to them like it's not going on and distract them from it. And some people find that, like, a good quality because I'm making them, like, forget. Yeah. Or I'm just distracting them for a brief period until, like, you know, they go home or they're not talking to me anymore. And that's always been a thing that people have liked about me is that uh, sometimes I'm just a good way of like keeping their mind off the thing that's bothering them. But really I, with a lot of people, I don't ask questions. I just think like, if you haven't told me, it's because you don't want me to know. Um, And that's why I don't know. I I never really think like it's because I've never asked. I just think like, well, you tell me if you wanted me to know. So that's that. And like I say, with you, it's the same thing, like you ask all these questions, you get to know people and I guess people would think, well, she's really interested. You know, she wants to know a lot about me. You know, maybe we could be like good mates. She seems like she's really uh, interested. Whereas for me, I, I think it's more of a he hasn't asked, but um, that's fine. It's not like I like just go on about myself constantly instead. Yeah. We just have normal conversations about nothing of any real substance, I suppose. And some people like enjoy that. Yeah. But that's it for this week.
2: Unless yes. there's anything
0: you want to add? No. Are you sure? Yes. There's nothing you want to put onto this?
1: No. No, no.
0: No, no, no. Right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh we uh, we've got <laughs> we've, we've got we've got topics for next week. I just uh I'm still working out what to so I'm not gonna say what it is. I was gonna say, but I I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening again. Obviously, thanks for everybody following us on the places you follow us. Just look for them, I suppose, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. There's also a private group on Facebook. If you want to go on there and talk to other people on the spectrum or the people that aren't on the spectrum as well. It's not just a spectrum only group. Yeah. Um, You can talk about the episodes. You can talk about anything you like, really. You know, just something that's on your mind. You want to talk to people about your own particular autism um, or other people's that you want to know more about. There's loads of people on there that know all kinds of things. Also, you can email us at themaspergers at gmail.com. If you are trying to keep away from social media or you just feel like you want to message me and Scarlet directly, um, you can do it that way as well. Uh, anything else want to put on that?
1: No. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: Did you want to say... Merry Christmas to people.
1: Oh, my God. You yeah. have Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have the best Christmas ever. I figured you'd want to Make say it, like, the burger best Christmas ever. Just do what you want to do. Release your inner burger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next week, we'll be dealing with a uh, slightly melancholy scarlet.
1: I, I get really bad after Christmas blues. Well,
0: because, yeah, the next time we record an episode... There'll be Christmas will be done, as will Boxing Day. We will be on the whatever the date is next Sunday. So yeah. You'll have to deal with uh well, I'll have to deal with. I'll I'll try and I'll try and get you into a good mood before we start recording. I get
1: really
2: sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for this week. Bye.